Hey, Aaron. You like zombie video games? Yeah, man. Awesome. Do you like, I know you like horror movies, right? Of course. Well, how do you like horror movies based on zombie video games? Motherfucker! That's right. And this one features more 360 shots. Well, then, well, the fucking Matrix. We watched The House of the Dead. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today, as always, is my co-host, my buddy. I know this is two weeks in a row now, but so nice to say back in studio, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Man, it is nice to say. And it's just nice to look at the, like, since I've been gone, you've, like, spruced the place up. A little bit. Yeah, like, it looks nice, you know? It's like got a lot of... All the horror shit on the wall, and movies and video games, and you know the posters are framed and up. It looks pretty good. Thank you. And we actually have a working. It's a bar that still functions. It's like a yes. Death Star. It's, <laughs> it's fully operational. Fully it's operational. Still under construction. Yes, it is fully operational. <laughs> it's got all the booze. It just doesn't have the nicest setup. But yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll We're get working there. on that. We got a fridge with beer. We got a bar that with mixed drinks. Got a little, little yep. scotch on the rocks right now. Uh, Doing good, man. Yeah, I got the uh, Johnny Walker special going right now. Uh, I gotta say, man, I, I know I think I've said it several times throughout the show, but man, five years in, I still love that theme song of ours. I still find it catchy, and I still bought my tattoo to it. I still every now and then I'm like maybe we should update. It. I'm like, fuck, it's still good. Yeah, I, don't... I totally agree. It's like it's like perfect for it. It's like because it's kind of campy. Yeah, and, but it's also creepy. We wrote the lyrics. The chick sang them wonderfully. Dude, the girl who did this for us was is amazing. I still can't get over how fortunate we were. We found her, and she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, for a reasonable price. Very reasonable price. <laughs> I checked her prices recently. They've gone way up. <laughs> as they should. As they, yes, as they should. Um, besides that, uh, let's see. We are in March, and we're in middle of March now. March Madness is kicking off this weekend. Is it really? It is kicking off, which also means that we are kicking off our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness. COVID edition. COVID edition. I like this. Asterisk. Uh, like I said, I explained last week, if you, didn't, if you missed it, this week's uh, tournament is a abridged tournament. It's much smaller. Um, one, because we just didn't have all the enough movies to fill out the normal size tournament that we normally would. COVID edition. COVID edition. Um and so the only way to make this work is we had to condense it down to 16, a field of 16 uh, instead of the normal 32. And of those, we had to do a basically a play-in round, a buy-in round, where two, four, six, eight movies would uh, play, would, would face off basically for the right to just to get into the tournament, into that 16, and then we Any go of from our there. Listeners who don't follow sports, which I'm guessing is a lot. <laughs> Why 
Marshall's like breaking it down as he would an actual basketball tournament. Yeah, I can break, break like, it down. The, uh, we get the last four in, first four out, I'm all that shit. Lost, I'm getting bored. I'm like, come on. I don't understand what you mean. So, get, tell me which ones we talk about. What we're doing today, because normally we open these up for listener votes for the whole thing. But for this round, just to get the fill out the final bracket, our play-in round, Aaron and I are going to go through these first one, two, four Four grounds here, four games, if you will, four matchups, and we will discuss and we will pick which one will move, which of them will move into the actual tournament, which will start next week after our St. Patty's Day episode. <laughs> so, with that said, um, before we get to this week's movie, we're gonna knock this out real quick, uh, and so you guys can follow at home and, and start um, and getting geared up and psyched for the tournament because I know I always am. So, first up, uh, I'm gonna save this one for later. Um, for probably end. so, speaking of St. Patty's Day episode coming yeah. up, our first our first playing bracket features Leprechaun Five in the hood, uh, going up against Crack in the Floor. Now the winner of this will move on into the tournament. Um, what is your thoughts on this? Which on this, worse. Yeah, which one's worse? That's remember, guys. Yeah. We're that's what our thing. We do which one's worse, not which one's better. We're looking. We're crying our worst of the worst which champion. Which one is worse? Well, in the hood was fucking bad, but boy was it fun. <laughs> Ice tea, smoking a joint with leprechaun. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man, it's the bomb. <gasps> the bomb. <laughs> ah, the bomb. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, he kept. Yes. Shining ten minutes of. Yeah, I, I was. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't forget the Gary Buse because that that was uh, that was a listener oh. suggested one. That was Kate O'Brien's, I believe. And my God, that bit with Gary Busey and the, the chicken rabbit blood and fucking a chicken or something like that it was. Uh, just oh my! It's I can't even describe. It's it's we, priceless. Yeah, listen to it. We we have we. We basically recorded all those good bits and put it out. Which there. is like he's he's like top billion or second billion. He's, he's got like all like two minutes worth of screen time. He's got one good monologue and that's it. You never see him again. But damn, is that two minutes worth it? Yeah, uh, but the killer sucks. I'm not really happy. It's just kind of lame overall. Uh, so I'm gonna say cracking the floor moves on. You know what? I'm 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 kind of torn because at least cracking the floor was kind of a slasher. And there was some kills. Leprechaun 5 is just kind of becomes more of a weird. But the weird thing with Ice-T, I got to say, I, I will say Leprechaun 5, at that point, they knew what they were doing. They were intentionally making kind of a crappy, campy, weird thing. Kraken yeah. 4, I think they were trying a little bit harder and just failed. So I'm, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say uh, Crack in the Floor will move on into the actual uh, tournament. Uh, all right, so let's move on real quick. Next one, we have Secret Santa. Uh, oh, before I go on to that, I will say for you guys looking at watching, there are some movies that did get left off just because we were odd numbers, and the ones that did get left out were good ones like Anne and the Apocalypse got yeah, left out, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street three. I think we did it was a watch long episode. Watch-along, we did yeah. that, and plus it's a good one and it's a watch long. I don't want to count those. Um, also, Ugly Sweater Party, which was a watch long episode we did with Kevin Calvert and director Aaron uh, Mentos. Uh, I left that out too because one, that's watch long, and two, you were unable, you weren't yeah. available for that one. So those were left out. And I think uh, there might have been one other that got left out uh, that was just uh, considered good. 
Uh, Secret Santa almost did because we, that was a surprise for us, but it had to, I had to put it in the playing round, which is why it's in the playing round, not the actual tournament. So Secret Santa is going up against Don't Look in the Cellar, which was a name, one of the David S. Sterling, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Randall re- Malone re- movies. Re- refresh my memory on Secret Santa. Okay, Secret Santa was the surprise indie hit that we really enjoyed. Uh, it had it had the guy who the college kids, uh, the one guy who couldn't sleep his insomnia. The, the the main girl was like a cam model, uh, behind her boyfriend's yes, back. Yes, and yes, had it the, was a Canadian film. I yeah, it was yeah, yeah that was that the was, one actual decent Canadian yes, film we've come yes, across we lately. Were fucking stunned silly. Yes, that the Canadians actually pulled it off <laughs> and made it decent indie horror film. Yes, yes, you're right. That was a fun one. Yeah. Um and yeah, compared to. Don't look in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, Smile. Yeah, the burlap sack yeah. on his face. And yeah, uh, I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look in the cellar. Moves on. Yeah, I, I agree too. I hundred percent with you. But just making it official. All right. Next we have uh, Jack O versus Blood Knight: The Legend of Mary Hatchet. Shit. Yeah. Jack O was Lena Quigley. Yeah, the babysitter. Effects, weird. Like a, a weird, like it was so much different shit going on in this movie, but for some reason I really liked it. Really, like, I don't remember you liking it, but I think okay. I said so bad it's good because it was just so stupid. <laughs> um, it, honestly, it was Quigs that helped pull it off for me. Um, but she's not even in it that much. No, but we do see her titties, and that's right before she went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Knight, The Legend Blood, of Mary uh, Hatchet. With uh, Daniel Harris yes. and um, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley, yeah. yeah. Um, which was a pretty good one also. Um, that was the one basically where the whole premise was super PMS. Super period. Super period, make women kill. <laughs> Boy, that's a tough one. I like both of them. <sighs> well, I'll tell you, you just said, I got my pick. I'm My pick to move on is Jacko. Cause that had the, that kid that was just the most. Like, he was like an alien. It was like an alien trying to pretend to be a kid. Emotionless. It was. It was like the director's son. They put such in such a bad movie. It was terrible. But I just, it, it was charming because it was so bad. Oh, I'd rather watch Blood Blood Knight again than than try to sit through Jacko. I'd rather watch Jacko again. Fuck, we're however, split. However, however, that doesn't mean I don't recognize that. <laughs> I, that means I wouldn't watch Mary Hatchet. I'd still watch that one too. So I'm gonna have to go with Jacko moving on. Okay. Just barely. I mean, just because I, I get it, you know. But man, Jacko is a lot more fun than you, uh, you let it on. <laughs> Shame on you. All right. So our last playing round. Then I had to save this one for last. Halloween three <laughs> versus Blood Gnome, and I know where my vote's going. Blood Gnome. <laughs> mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember Blood Gnome. Blood Gnome was the surprise oh, like, you're one about the, B- the BDSM yes. gnome like club and the the bondage. Well, that was a decent movie or kind of a, su- more a of surprise. More surprise. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Fucking Halloween Three is far superior. Even if you take away the title Halloween Three, you call it something else. It's so <laughs> far superior. That's the only reason you're still dogging it. You dirty dog, Dick Dirk Diggler. Well, my vote. Mine's for Blood Gnome. Yours is for Blood Gnome. And it should be. My no, my vote is for 
Halloween 3 as the worst movie to move on. How do we settle this? Actually, I'm just fucking, I just, I just wanted to, uh, I'm hoping in my head that I, I, I'm picturing my head, uh, Nacho McGuire from Cincinnati Jeff listening to this and just doing like a fuck you, Marshall, as that's home. No, I'm serious. Yeah, Blood you're just, gnome. You're trying to get under the skin of the Dukes of Spook. Yeah, the Dukes of Spook. I'm just fucking with them. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, I see, even by putting in Halloween 3 in this bracket alone, I wanted to just get under their skin a bit. But uh, no, um, even though Blood Gnome was surprisingly better than we thought, I will say it, it's, yeah, it deserves to go on. Halloween 3, I will act, I will admit, does not deserve to go on here. It actually, so. My, my hatred for Halloween 3 is slowly maybe peeling back a little bit. Because I'm looking at it from a different point of view now Tom than Atkins I used to. starting to seduce that dick, huh? No, it's not Tom Atkins. Yeah. All right. Who wants a mustache, right? <laughs> All right. So that's that. Now we have our completed uh, actual tournament bracket. And I'll give you a rundown of what the brackets are real quick. So here we go. Leading off. And this year, obviously, we don't have a Crystal Lake uh, bracket and a Haddonfield yeah. bracket. We just, it's just one. COVID edition. COVID edition. All right, so leading off, in the number one seed, uh, Aaron might get kicked, will be Helitosis, the Legend <laughs> of Stank Mouth, going up against How to Make a Monster. Uh, then we have Zombies 2, will take on Blood Gnome. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, the initiation, will take on A Crack in the Floor. Then we have Varsity Blood, taking on Don't Look in the Cellar. Followed by Night of a Thousand Cats, which will take on Backlot Murders. Uh, and then we have, uh, what was it, last week's episode, I think? Uh, or two weeks ago, we have Doom Asylum that will take on Jacko. And then we have the Horrible Dr. Bones taking on Pickaxe. And we close it out with Holla If You Hear Me Kill You as the number two seed going up <laughs> against the legend of the Psychotic Force Ranger. And oh, that yeah. is our bracket for this Not year. I think it was Canadian. It yeah. Was, yeah. So there's our bracket. Uh, I we like I said we'll get the voting stuff open for those. Hopefully next week, uh, starting soon, you guys can follow along and, and play along, and it should be a good time. Looking forward to it. All right. That bit out of with that out of the water, out of the way, not the, out of the water. Uh, let's move on to the actual movie this week, which is House of the Dead. Uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. This I actually had forgot about this one for a while, but. I think I talked to you once or twice about it. You're like, ooh, I got all this other stuff lined up. Maybe. Like, it's possible. I'm like, okay. It's possible. That's why I kind of, I, I understand why you line movies up ahead of time so you can streamline it, but every once in a while I get an idea and I throw it in, you're like, oh, it's got to go to the back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then it usually gets lost. In back the of the line. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this one, House of Dead, was released on October 10th of 2003. Actually in October. October. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, written by Mark A. Altman, Dan Bates, and Dave Parker. Directed by the infamous Yule Bull. So that name alone, if you don't know what you're in for, you're going to learn real quick if you don't know what Yule Bull. Uh, you can find the movie on Amazon. Uh, unfortunately, for some god-awful reason, it's not on Prime for free. You actually have to spend money on this turd. I did too. Like, thank God I did not buy it. I refused to buy it. I think I just rented it. I know I rented it. I did not buy it. Um, now, the cast, surprisingly, there's got a lot of people in it that actually went on to do stuff after this movie, which, God, I don't know how, but... The thing about this movie, it was like, it, the studio was behind it. It was a bigger budget movie. I mean, not huge. Not huge, but... but 
but they put effort. Yeah. Like money, money, monetary effort. Monetary effort. So, uh, Rudolph Rudy Curian is played by Jonathan Cherry. He's got 39 credits, including Final Destination 2, The Goon, which was a hockey movie with uh, uh, Sean, with basically Stifler, whatever his name was. I forget his name. Stifler. And then he was House of the Dead, Rudy, which is announced but not yet in production. So, I think they're remaking this, and he's playing the same character again. Either that or it's an anime thing. I don't know. But on IMDb, it's the top of the page. says The House of the Dead. As opposed to this movie, which is just House of the Dead. Did it have a year on it? 2021 or 2022. Yeah, it says announced, but not yet in production. Oh, my God. So, I don't know what's going on there, but God help us if they're redoing this. Kicking the balls now. Yeah. Uh, Then we have Simon. He's played by Tyson Lietzo. 23 credits. Uh, Apparently, he loves being in shitty movies based on video games. Because he's also in Far Cry and Blood Rain Deliverance on top of this one. Blood Rain. Yeah. Now, they, they, Not the original Blood Rain. A second Blood Rain. Because the original Blood Rain had fucking Ben Kingsley in yes, it. Yes, they did. Sir Ben Kingsley in a shitty adaptation of a horror video game. Yep. Man, they yep. must have been throwing buckets of money. Buckets of money at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have Alicia, played by Anna Grauer. She's got 82 credits, including Elysium, Firewall, which starred Harrison Ford and... Vision himself, Mr. Paul Bettany, Pierce Jackson, the Olympians, Lightning Thief, Stargate Universe, Yeti, Curse of the Snow Demon, which that sounds something like I gotta watch, Alone in the Dark, another shitty video game movie, and also appeared on iZombie and did voices for uh, The Dead Rising for a video game. But my favorite role of hers, though, is doing the voice of Katya Casanova on the show Archer. She, he was the blonde Russian girl huh? that he married for a short bit who painted him an android later. Who was she in I Zombie, did it say? I didn't write it down. It was just like a one or two. Gotcha. It wasn't a big thing. I still think you should check that show out. I did. I never got all the way through, but I got through like season two or three or something like that. I, I, yeah. It's, it's a fun... It, got, I, it started running its course for me. It was like once... I started... Like, okay, now it's zombie. Okay, now there's zombie and everything. Like once the cat's out of the bag, I'm like, okay, it's kind of losing its charm for me, yeah, but I, whatever. I, I, but I... I say stick with it. It grows. It it does take a dip. Yeah. It comes back up. It doesn't jump the shark. It ends on a like where it should end. Okay. I, um, it's been like probably a year or two since I left off, but I did start it again, and I enjoyed it for a while. All right. Excuse me. Next, we have Greg, played by Will Sanderson. Forty-one credits. He's also a Yule Bull favorite. He's been in a lot of Yule Bull movies, including In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Seed story, which starred Jason Statham, another huge star they got through buckets of money at. <laughs> Blood Rain, the original, and Alone in the Dark. Again, all you bull movies. Uh, somebody, uh, Michael Icklins plays, uh, I forget, he's in this. He's got 133 credits. Uh, he was in See No Evil 2, which we did on the show. He was Holden. He was Zane Morgan in eight episodes of uh, The Bates Motel, based on the uh, uh, Psycho, pre- that show. He was the doll maker in CW's Arrow, which was a great show. He was also in Blood Rain Deliverance and In the Name of the King as well. So a lot of connections. Kirk, played by Jorgen Pochno. Prochno? I'm going to butcher that name. I don't know. 140 fucking creds. Lots of work. Das Boot. The original Doom, which is a sci-fi epic. Like That's that's sci-fi horror of fame right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in The Da Vinci Code. He was in Beer Fest. Yeah. He was Baron Wolfgang von Wolfhausen. <laughs> Uh, he was judge. He was in Judge Dredd, where he played Judge Griffin. 
He was in Body of Evidence, which is the Madonna basic instinct ripoff sex movie. Uh, he was in Air Force One with Harrison Ford. Kurt Russell. Uh, no, 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 no. That was something else. Kurt Russell wasn't Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me, and Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces. He was in that. Aaron was a big Twin Peaks fan. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 2. And he was motherfucking Sutter Kane in the Mouth of Madness, which is a great fucking movie if no one's ever seen it. Awesome movie. He's also in an Arnold Schwarzenegger biopic. Where it's like it's him playing Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's like in, as the governor, an older Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and he does a great job, but he just doesn't have the physique. Yeah, yeah, he's I, just I, not that big no, a guy. He's not. I was so dis- like I'm like he had the little two things going, yeah, yeah, you know, and just really hammered up doing Arnold. But I'm like, I love the actor, but man, that's just a it's they went up with, with substance over style. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Arnold built a whole career of His style, style, not substance. Yes, exa- <laughs> I agree. That's a great point. Uh, Joanna is played by Erica Durant, 31 credits, including 85 episodes of Saving Hope, where she played the lead character. She had her own show, basically, and she from this movie. Not saying she got from this movie, but yeah. Uh, she was Alora Zorel and Noel Neal in CW's Supergirl. Uh, and she was in 141 episodes of Smallville, for you geeks out there, she played Lois Lane, Iris, and Silver Banshee in Smallville. What season of Supergirl? Uh, that would have been Laura Price. Uh, if it was Supergirl's mom, I think it was. She was probably in all of them. I think she played it was Supergirl's mom, where she was basically playing uh, kind of like she was like the uh, Force of Solitude, like she was on like a, a memory shards or computer simulations, whatever. Right the show Kevin Caliber played Superman. Superman on Supergirl season one. Yes. Superman. Superman. Uh, then we have Casper, Agent Casper, played by Ellie Cornell, who every horror fan should know as Rachel from Halloween 4 and 5. Uh, and she was apparently also in House of the Dead 2, which was a TV movie, uh, or made for TV movie. How she was in that one, I don't know. It's the same character, because but we'll get to that later. And lastly, uh, Salish, Sol- Solish, played by Clint motherfucking Howard. He now enters our potential horrible horror hall of fame territory because this is now his third appearance. He's yeah. an ice cream man ice and man. Silent Night Deadly Night Four uh, marks his, his achievements on this show. So he's uh he's getting up there with our royalty. Grizzly Adams. I just learned that he was the kid in Grizzly Adams. I didn't know that. Oh. Not that Grizzly Adams. Gentle Ben. Yeah, Gentle Ben. I'm saying Grizzly Adams just because the bear. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Gentle Ben. He was the kid in Gentle Ben. I did not know that either. Yeah. Weird, right? It is weird. Very weird. All right, so with that out of the way, I know this is a little long, guys, but here we go. We finally get into the movie itself. We open with some dude sitting on some steps talking to himself about how he came here for uh, for a rave, and then everything went to shit. And then it rolls the opening credits, which are played over scenes from the House of the Dead arcade game, only it looks like the Acid Trip version, or better yet, like the old laser light show version of yes, the game. Yes, yes. Um, it definitely looks like a laser light show. And I didn't hate credits if that's what like you know it's like okay yeah we're, we're we're watching a fucking video game horror movie all right yeah go ahead and send show it during the credits we won't see him again i'm no. sure we won't see him again. Ah, you want, that would if be there's silly. any place to do it here's the time here's why the time. else would you ever do it <laughs> uh one uh, in particular is an injured woman who says you must stop currying or else something terrible will happen i guess that's ripped straight from the game um now, once that's over, we're introduced to Greg and Simon via a flashback with voiceover by the dude on the steps we just saw, uh, <laughs> along with three chicks named Cynthia, Karma, and Alicia. 
Uh, and he basically gives, here's what he says about the characters. Greg and Simon. Greg's the guy I played ball with in college. A good guy, if not a little goofy. Simon. They say God doesn't give with two hands, and they were right. You got the looks, but not much between those ears. Cynthia. Greg's girlfriend. Pure eye candy. Simon. Karma. Thinks she's Foxy Brown. She has a crush on Simon, but Simon only has eyes for Alicia, my ex. We broke up a few weeks ago so I could study and she could fence. She loves it. I don't see what it's good for. That's that's our intro to the characters. Voiceover, terrible writing and worse acting. Like I love this. She's like my ex. She broke up with me a couple. We broke up a couple weeks so I could say she could fence. She loves it, but I don't see what it's good for. Like what? Like this is. <laughs> This is, right, this is written in the movie. This is the writing and the character introductions we get. It's garbage. And this guy's sitting on the steps by himself. By himself. Day. So he's t- obviously telling this story to somebody. Somebody. Who? I guess us. Uh, yeah. So he's breaking the fourth wall? I don't know. He's just he's talking about it, talking to himself about his friends. And so much dumb crap to our It's pack. so I dumb. Even, I just leave it in there. <laughs> and I'm packed in that box. <laughs> Oh, God. But, I mean, that's the kind of writing and dialogue we're in for. So, holy crap. So, the five of them, they meet on this dock pier looking for a boat that's supposed to take them to the gathering, a weekend-long rave party on some island. And you see the coordinates on the island are 48 and a half degrees north by 123 degrees east. Did you look it up? Of course I fucking looked it up. You know I did. Yeah. You fucking know I did. <laughs> and here's the fun fact. So, um, obviously you all want to know where those are. Um, well, it's certainly not a fucking tropical island or any island for that matter. Fuck no, because according to gpscoordinates.net, this rave is in uh, Hulinbur, Inner Mongolia, China. <laughs> not an island in the Pacific or the Caribbean. It's in fucking China. Which, if you really want to, you could actually fly into the Hulenburger Holler Airport, airport code ZBLA. So go get your grave on in China, guys. There you go. <laughs> I thought for sure it'd be like Pacific Northwest. I, I thought they'd at least get something like that, somewhere close. Yeah, because they, they talk about like, oh, they could go back to Seattle. Yeah, they crazy. said. So it's Pacific Northwest. You know, there's islands all over there. Yeah. But I'm like, Of course, it's Mongolia. It, it, like, land like dead center, like, Mongolia, China. <laughs> like, how do you fuck that up? If you're going to put a postcard probably featured in your movie with coordinates on it, at least get it somewhere in the Pacific Ocean near Seattle. Don't I, put it in China. I just wish it would. What do the Mongols rule China? <laughs> <laughs> As you're getting on the boat. <laughs> Did you did you notice the card? Yeah. Yeah. The, did you remember getting those in like the late nineties, early two thousands to go to raves or parties and like this is the party? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the flyer. Yeah, the flyer. Those, on college campuses. Those, yeah. yeah. Those, those, it was those like nice card stock and I like always felt glossy cool. finish. Someone gave it to me. I'm like, wow, you guys put a lot of effort. Into it. You better <laughs> check this out. And then I go to it and it's like a shitty basement party. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck this. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody trying to send like a ten dollar, twenty dollar, all you need cup of beer. 
drink, uh, you know, like, drink from the keg, let you drink. Yeah. They got like a strobe light. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put far more effort in their flyers yeah. than their actual party. Yes. Um, so anyway, the dude on the step continues his narration saying that his pals missed the boat to the rave. And if only they'd stay in Seattle, they'd all be alive today. Bum, bum, bum. So thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for spoiling the thanks movie. I guess turn movie. it off. I guess. Yeah. All right. No nope, more point watching this now. Guess all these guys are going to die. Yeah. Thanks, asshole. So now we jump to the rave party in full swing. The stage. There's a stage. The DJ's playing on it. And the stage is dominated by a giant Sega banner. Sonic the Hedgehog's <laughs> beer ball. Yeah. Like... I never knew Sega was into sponsoring weekend-long drug and booze-fueled rave getaways. Tails is doing bong rips. Yeah, you know, maybe if they spent more money and time on their council development and research departments, maybe instead of raves, maybe they'd still be in business today. Knuckles is doing the five-knuckle shuffle from Sun Girl's Plot. Yes. Yeah. Now, Grant, don't hit me. I know Sega's still around. They're a game developer, not a council developer anymore, but... Seriously, come on. They lost it after. They, they definitely did. This yeah. was like basically right after Sega went out because this is 2003. So Dreamcast and Saturn was like just a few years before this and then they were done. Well, Dreamcast I know was like 2000. Something like maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was still like, around PlayStation, was, PlayStation yeah. 2 time. So I mean, I said this was like their last hurrah. So maybe it's like, hey, that, that, no, save hey, our that, company. Let's saw, sponsor this shitty movie. You saw how they went. It's like, let's like, really feature ourselves prominently at the raves where people Girls are just taking their tops off yep. and shaking their tits. Sega! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sega <Say> titties. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, speaking of the raid, and there are two hot chicks dancing on stage. One's this Asian girl wearing an American flag bodysuit, and the other's is just wearing a like, black bikini and black boots. And it comes off pretty quick. And the bikini top comes off pretty quick, yeah. Uh, apparently, our narrator dude is also at the rave. He's talking about how he was trying his best to function as a single dude but something was nibbling away at his subconscious because he's so brooding and dark and something's going on and I'm Batman. Something's not right. I don't know. It's, it's shit. Uh, we cut back to the group on the docks. They find a fishing boat, which they try to hire to take them to the island. And here we meet Clint Howard as one of the fishermen slash deckhands who tells them to shove off. They're not for hire. I love Shalish or Shalish. Shalish? Shalish? Gordon's Whatever. Fisherman. Gordon's Fisherman, Clint Howard. He looks like Fish Dick Gordon Stick, you know. Yeah. Gordon Stick, 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 Yeah. He gets cut off by the captain, and I shit you not, guys, the captain's name is Captain Kirk. Beam me up, Scotty. Captain Kirk says he'll take them for $600. But Clint Howard freaks out. But once they learn, like, oh, we're taking it to that island? Like, uh-uh, we're refused. We're not going to that island. That island's yeah, got bad Captain, mojo. Captain Kirk's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Nope, we're not going. He's on board with that. Uh, he is that, uh, yeah, it tells us that that island is called the Island of the Dead. But Simon offers up a grand now, to which Kirk has a sudden change of heart. He's like, okay, we're doing it. So, Howard, oh, uh, yeah, go on. Offering a thousand dollars, a cool G, yep. to go to a Sega sponsored rave. Yep. On some island. We already saw the rave. I mean, it looked like there was maybe a hundred people there. If maybe. 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 That's being generous. But it's super exclusive. And it's not and the weird thing is it's I don't know, when I think of raves, you think of like black lights, warehouses, lots of lights. Just like out in the middle of a fucking field in the middle of the day. Like, that's not the time yeah, to have a rave. At least do it at night. It's all about glow sticks and the neon and the lights. And 
this is the middle of the fucking afternoon. And it's just right, like, it's yeah. so weird. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Simon offers to pull out a grand. He's like, yep, okay, here we go. And off they go. Um, and now agents or officers from the United States Marine Patrol show up, demand that Kirk stand down and prepare to be boarded. Also, in case you're wondering, there really is no such thing as the United States Marine Patrol. Does not exist. There are things as Marine Patrols, but they are usually State Department level, kind of like your state police or a state park or forest ranger. Not a federal organization, because that would just be called the fucking Coast Guard. <laughs> uh, Simon asks what's going on. Kirk tells him they're probably looking for guns and drugs, and this will be- probably take a few hours. Like, guns and drugs? Really? Really? Are you getting? You sound more like you should be this. This would be like the DEA, not like your local forest ranger jurisdiction. If you're looking for guns and drugs, that is serious. That's DEA, Coast Guard, forest ranger level shit. Not, hey, I need to see your fishing license type shit. Yeah, make sure this is up the code. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. You got proper drainage system on this. Yeah. Let's make sure, did your engine pass emissions? Like, is your equipment safe? Like, this this is bullshit right now. So Simon asks Kirk again, how much, how much, will cost to lose them. And he pulls out like giant drug dealer sized wad of cash. I'm like fucking egg. Are you see what is up with Simon? I mean, goddamn, like it's only a fucking party. He's and they're trying to bribe a ship captain to resist law enforcement officers and to outrun them in a fishing boat. But fucking Kirk says, sure. Why not? And just, Hits the accelerator, the throttle, and pulls away from the dock, leaving the officers behind. Afterwards, he goes, I would have done it for free. I hate those guys. Yeah. And then you hear the officers, like, radio into HQ, like, hey, they took off, and we're heading out after Kirk, you know, 10-4, whatever. Um, But makes me wonder, what the fuck does Simon do for a living? Like, we, at this point... Because you mind, they're basically college kids. Because the, the burp yeah. says college kids go to the elite rave. And he's a college kid pulling out, like, pay, he's already paid at least $1,000 just to get the boat hired. Now he's another 500 or more for him to, you know, lose them. What wearing- college kid, what has that much money just walking around with him? And he's wearing Skechers. Is he wearing Skechers? Son of a bitch is wearing Skechers. <laughs> Skechers was a hot thing back then, man. Goddamn drug dealer or someone who can make some decent money. Get some fucking grown-up shoes. Sketches, I swear to God, there was the big bulky, like, clunky Sketches, too. Yeah, this one, they were still skate shoes. Oh, they were fucking moon boots, dude. I swear yeah. to God. They were so ridiculous. Does he look like, you know, I had a pair of jeans on, a button-up shirt, like a nice... I think they were jeans. I think they were, like, dress slacks. They look, look regular, and then he had these fucking Sketches yep. on. <laughs> well, I think, I'm sure Sketches and Sega were sponsors, man. I actually looked to see if Skechers did sponsor for them. I didn't do a deep dive, but I couldn't find anything. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, because the eye candy chick, she's also wearing Skechers. Yeah, uh, Cynthia, oh, who oh. isn't really even that eye candy-ish. She's not that good looking. Uh, anyway, so we cut back to the island where we meet this couple who they just go off on their own. And they're, they're down at the coast. Uh, and the girl wants to go swimming and leads her man down to the water. The dude scre- screams of early 2000s. And he's wearing khaki cargo pants with a brightly colored print, like short sleeve button up shirt with puka shell necklace and the Eminem bleach blonde hair. Like, fuck, I knew so many people like this in college back hey, in the day. Hey, welcome to Journey. Welcome to <laughs> yeah. to Doc Martens. <laughs> Doc Martens. 
That's why I showed they should have been wearing Skechers and Doc Martens would have been like the two shoe brands to be wearing for this time period. Um, so the girl strips down to her skimpy white thong and wades into the water, and she's got a nice little body and her cute little tits. Uh, the man refuses to get into water because it's too cold for him, so he hangs back. Uh, the next are two short scenes. One is of the Marine Patrol agent chasing after the fishing boat in their own boat, and the other is of Greg getting seasick and vomiting all over Cynthia's shirt. That's it. We move on. We go back to the couple on the shore. The girl's skinning. Uh, we learned the guy's name's Matt. Uh, you know. Doesn't fucking matter. What? What'd you say? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There you go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a very, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a very aggressive rock. It is a very aggressive rock. Jesus. Because it. It doesn't matter. That's right. <laughs> um. So. Uh, he, Matt's laying on the rocky shore, which just looks uncomfortable because it's not a sandy beach. It's like rocks and pebbles. It just feels like a fucking 13-year-old who got beat by his drunken stepfather wrote this part. It's like, well, he must have had too much to drink and fell asleep. You're fucking going to be banging this smoke show. Yeah. And she's gallivanting yeah. around the water, you know, and you're laying down on a rocky-ass Rocky, beach. pebbly beach. And like Aaron said, he, literally, he just passes out for no fucking reason. Yeah, he just lays down out cold. Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? Just like the drunken I think he I think he drank the wrong beer because this is a rave. You know he probably roofied that chick's beer and he and he accidentally drank the wrong one. Whoops. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, the girl starts getting all freaked out by something in the water because you see bubbles coming up. And dude, there is a generic ass Jaws theme going yeah. on here. It's like bum 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 bum. It's under the water coming up at her legs, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? Are you even teasing me? With a fucking Jaws theme ripoff. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, so back on shore, something attacks Matt, but we never see what it is or what happens. Just see the camera like zooming, and he's like, ah, and then that's it. Uh, the girl swims back to shore. Nothing happens to her either. She's fine. When she gets back and she sees Matt's gone, uh, and then we just cut back to the fishing boat where Cynthia is now topless below deck. Trying to wash the vomit out of her shirt, just hanging out, titties all up in the air, just all out. In comes Clinton Howard, and instead of covering herself up like a normal person would, she just stands there half naked, giving creepy Clinton Howard the a full and eye full. And just giving the business. Yeah. Take a picture, it'll last long. Yeah, she, she gives him a good eye full, and she's the one who's like, get a good look, perv, or good peek, or something like that. I'm like, really? He's not being perverted. He just walked. You're the one standing there with no shirt on. He just walked in. On his on boat. boat. It's right. You're on his boat. Or at least the boat he works on. Uh, Howard offers her a large crucifix necklace, which she says it's for her protection. It'll ward off evil spirits. Uh, again, during this whole conversation, she just stands there, tits out. And I was like, what fucking girl would do this? No girl would do this. Again, it's 13-year-old writing. Yeah. Uh, Howard leaves, and she places the crucifix on the counter next to the sink, never to be seen again. Uh, back on the island, the skinny dipper chick is now dressed and wandering through the forest looking for Matt. Uh, she stumbles upon an old building that looks, at this point, looks like kind of an old chapel or church, like, uh, complete with its own cemetery. Yeah. Here, of course. Um. Borderline dilapidated. Yeah. It's like stone. It's like, it looks like something you'd see almost like an old western movie, like those old. But it's, but it's like in a, in a deciduous forest. Yeah. So it's like mossy and kind of like, you know, it just yeah. looks like it's old. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, this is we. This is uh, you. Now you see. This is the same. The steps leading up to, or the same steps that the narrator dude was sitting on at the beginning of the movie. Um, she enters the building, which for some reason has candles still lit inside. 
I don't know why, but there's candles, like candles in here. Uh, she turns the corner and finds Matt just standing there with blood dripping out of his mouth. And then suddenly a hand comes bursting through Matt's chest as several zombies come out from fucking nowhere, swarm both Matt and her. The zombies grab her. There's a very fast freeze fame, like flash of light. And they just cuts away to a super fast zooming out shot that takes us all the way off the coast of the island. Like, what? So, zombies attack, freeze frame, flash of light, camera zoom, like on crack, zoom, zooms out of the church, through the forest, up in the air, off the, and like out into the ocean. Like, wow, okay, but <laughs> sure. All right, and we just cut to, we cut to another couple now about to have sex out in the forest. They instantly get attacked. They just, but all we see are super fast flashes of blurry camera movement or, or something. I don't know. It's impossible to tell what's happening. It's over in a blink of eye, and that's it. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, so, There's a lot of that. A lot of that, yes. Uh, at this point, the fishing boat finally makes it to the island. Uh, at the same time, the Marine Patrol boat, we hear the female officer say, she knows where Kirk's going to land, so she orders her partner to drop her off on the other side of the island. What? That makes zero fucking sense. If you're chasing someone, if you're law, all, like, law, you know, a, a law enforcement, a patrol, and you know where that person you're chasing is going to be, why in the blue fuck would you go to the furthest opposite side of where that would be? Sporting what? This is the stupidest logic. Like, it's like, hey, he's going to be here. Take me right there now. No, let's go all the way to the other side of the island. That's, oh, my God. Who wrote this shit? And I'm thinking also, these guys are law enforcement. They're going to have a more of a sleek, slick, quick boat, I'm guessing. Yeah. Not a fucking, maybe not a, the super fastest boat, but they need to have a fast fucking boat if they're going to be... Chasing people. Yeah, especially if you're hunting drug and gun runners <laughs> off the a coast of Seattle. Fucking slow giant fishing boat that's just putt 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 putting along. That looks like it's like one screw and wash away from just falling apart and sinking. It's it's a rust bucket. I hate this. <laughs> 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 uh, so. Our main group makes it to the shore and they head off while Kirk and Howard decide to stash their merchandise from the boat on the island so the Marine Patrol people cannot find it. So they are dirty. So yeah, I guess they are smugglers or black market dealers or something now. They, I guess they are dirty. So we cut to Alicia leading the group through the forest. They come to a small river that looks like it belongs in the fire swamps of the Princess Bride. Yes! Um, I'm expecting an R-O-U-S yes! to jump out. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, that would be rodents of unusual size for those of you not in the know. It could also be the bog of stench. Yes, the bog. That's from yes, the, not the fire. The bog of stench. The bog of stench from the labyrinth. Yes, that's from the labyrinth. That's a, that's probably a better. Yeah, that's more because the water's bubbly and gurgly and the, either one the works. The fire swamp still had murky, watery places. Yeah, yeah, but I was getting bog of stench. Bog. Of, thank you. That that's much better than mine. I agree. That's better than mine. Yeah, much better. <laughs> All right, so uh, we get more flashes of arcade game shots as transitions here. Now, this, is, this is the first time we get this flash of the arcade yes. game shot. Since the credits, this is the first transition. When yes. that transition happened, I was like, hold on, did I just have an action flashback? <laughs> Why in the world would there be a flash of the video game, House of the Dead, 
in the movie. But it happened as a, like, just, like, cutting from one scene to another. Yeah, it's our transition. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yep, that's in here. Uh, and that ain't the first, that ain't the last time it was going to happen either. Uh, then we cut back to Kirk and Howard unloading large crates. Howard says, hey, it looks like it's, a storm's about to come in. And Kirk wants to hurry up and unload so they can get so they can leave before the storm hits. Howard's like, Clint Howard's like, well, what about the kids? And Kirk, Kirk's face is like, fuck them, we're leaving. This is this is a terrible island. We're getting out of there. Uh, but or, I'm sorry. Howard doesn't want to leave them on such a terrible island. But Kirk's like, fuck it, we're out of here. There Bunch you go. Of dummies. Bunch of dummies. Uh, our main group finally makes it to the rave as night falls. But when they get there, they find the rave is in tatters and abandoned. Um, with, like, bloody clothes on the ground. Yeah. And then oh. it's like, yeah, yeah, it's all ours. Yeah, let's just get the kegs. Only Alicia is seems worried and concerned like, that there's no sign concerned. of anybody else here. Because the girls are just dancing to no music, like, dry-humping each and other. And Greg and, and Simon guy, are, like, are jumping over the bar and getting the kegs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she decides to go off and try to find what happened to everyone else. Uh, she is able to... Karma and Simon go off with her, leaving Greg and Cynthia alone together. Oh, she picks up a bloody shirt. Like, guys, yeah. <laughs> don't you think something bad happened here? They're like, fuck it, who cares? Fuck it. They don't give a shit that nope. the stage is like turned upside down. Tents are collapsed and there's holes in them. The stage is down. I mean, it's it just DJ stands knocked over. Poor pies are no on their side. Around. No one's around. And there's like, what else? Yeah, the rave of the the rave of the year. There's no one's there. It's just. Looks like a tornado ran through there. Yeah. It's so dumb. It is fucking ridiculous. It's fucktarded. I almost <laughs> said it. Uh, uh, so uh, we go back to Howard, who is struggling with a large crate, and he starts to hear loud growling and movement in the forest around him. He gets attacked and killed, but just like everyone else so far, we don't fucking see what happens. Uh, it's just killed by blurry vision. Blurry vision and and. Freeze frames, and I'm getting at this point. I'm really fucking pissed off about this fact. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting really mad about this. I'm starting to get like worried. Yeah. You know, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. This is like a video game. This is a classic arcade game. Arcade. It was like decent, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll talk more about the arcade game at yeah, the end of this, but yeah. I was gonna say before too, but I was, I was thinking, okay, this is a classic arcade game with like, you know, gore and monsters and stuff like this, and you're giving us shaky cam. We're you're giving us 90, early '80s like freeze frame cutaway kills. Like, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, so we jump back to Greg and Cynthia getting it on in a tent. Uh, but he stops and leaves to go take a piss, leaving her alone. While out in the forest, the other three are getting stalked by zombies throughout the forest, and they, but they don't see him. Uh, Kirk's back of the bill, calling out for Clint Howard, getting a reply. He grabs a handgun and lights a cigar. And we go right back to Cynthia, who starts hearing how growling coming from outside the tent. The tent, the tent now gets sworn by zombies who tear their way into it. She screams, another fucking flash of light, and it cuts away again back to the three in the forest. So fuck you, movie. <laughs> fuck you. This is something we haven't talked about yet, which I'm surprised we ha you haven't picked up on it. Uh, maybe you're just rage watching. But when Clint Howard's unpacking his... Wait, I know where you're getting at, and I think I do I do talk about this coming up. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay. I do. I do. I totally, I, I totally do. All right. Well, let's talk right. about it when do we talk about it. We can talk about it now. It's yeah. not that big. All right. Whatever. Um, 
And uh, actually, speaking of my notes, it's actually right here. Oh, oh by the way, <laughs> it's my very next note. So good on you. Uh, like you said earlier, Clint's like, hey, there's a big storm coming in, right? Okay. Well, Clint is unpacking his fucking stuff. Yeah. It's raining all over him. Yeah. As we know, it's like, okay, sure, here comes a storm. Is it raining anywhere else? Nope. nope. Fuck that. The rain is like only isolated. Like, the only people getting rained on are the is the boat. Yeah. Kirk and Howard... We're getting rained on at the boat. The rest of the island, dry as a fucking desert. Like yeah. it's just no rain yeah. whatsoever. Clear yeah. skies, clear yeah. night skies. Maybe five hundred feet away from each other. Maybe more, maybe a mile at most. At but most. At most. It's a small island. Yes. And there's like, yeah, no rain here. I I picked up on that real quick. I was so like, I, I can't I, believe this. I had a girlfriend. You know her, uh, Angie. Yes. Yeah. She would always say the rain has to end somewhere, and I'm like. <laughs> because she always swore that she had this spot in her backyard where she was watching and like on one side of the yard it was raining on the other side it wasn't and i'm like i, I mean technically like, yeah it, it does have to stop like that, technically know? yeah a rain stops somewhere i no, mean like, you're, you're driving down the road it's dry dry and all of a sudden you hit the rain like oh or you drive so long you drive through the rain and stop yeah a rain stops somewhere but not like this the, and that's not like and that, it kind of a transition. Heavy rain, light spring, going kind of fades off. This is like a fucking downpour to nothing. <laughs> it's... The rain has to stop somewhere. <laughs> it's almost like a crow. Yeah, or something real cheaty, like, gothy emo song or something she like that. Was, from like, like, like The rain's got to stop girl. somewhere. She was a total emo gothy girl before <laughs> emo gothy was a thing. <laughs> yeah. She was just a metal chick who didn't have... Goth, Alternative, yeah. Didn't have goth at the time. <laughs> All she had was Metallica. She didn't know what and her, to do. <laughs> Metallica, Nirvana, <laughs> right. yeah, Pearl Jam, yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, the three of them are now they, they, in the forest. They come across the same old church and cemetery that we saw earlier. They go inside where they get startled by the three remaining survivors of the rave, which, by the way, no sign of the two people just got ripped apart in there just moments ago. No blood or body parts anywhere. Just <laughs> completely no sign of them. But they meet three new survivors of the rave, the first of which is the narrator guy who we saw sitting on the steps in the opening named Rudy. Uh, there's also the cute Asian chick in the American flag bodysuit who was dancing on the Sega stage. Liberty. Her, yeah, we learned her name is Liberty. And then the last one is just some guy with a camcorder who shows them footage of the zombie attack at the rave. Because, like, every movie in, like, the early 2000s for some reason always had, yes. had that one asshole yes. going around with a fucking camera yes. filming everything. I was going to say the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> oh, man, we're like Chicago on this shit. Bro, I was going to say the exact same thing. Now, where did they meet him again? In the church. In the church? Uh -huh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, all six of them now head back to the rave to get the others. During this walk, we learn that Simon is supposed to be the biggest underwear model in America. That's his claim to fame. So that's how he has those cool thousand He's got them Calvin Klein skivvies money, apparently. <laughs> this guy, fuck this guy. Like, under, biggest underwear model in America. Uh, fun fact. Yes. The maid of honor of my wife, Shahira, she dated a Calvin Klein underwear model who had billboards in mm. New York and L.A. and stuff like that. And guess how much he made? Not thousands of fucking dollars! <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, he may not have been at the top in America... 
but he was on fucking billboards <laughs> in Times Square and shit. Then he got depression. He got real fat. Oh, oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I'm twice. sorry. I depression is not funny, but the way <laughs> that's funny the way you said. I hung out with him like twice, and he was, you know, the first time I hung out with him, he was still like, look, he's a very good-looking guy. You know, he's got the hair. Well, of course, he's a fucking model. But then, like the next time I saw him was like a year later, and he's like, we we were eating at a fucking like. See, somebody's Black like a pizza buffet or something. Black Thorn. We're just putting it down. And <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Nice guy. The struggle's real, man. The struggle's <laughs> real. Uh, so at this point, we get more flashes of the arcade game goodness. It's bam, 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 as we transition again. Uh, they make it back to the rave site where they find an overturned porta potty with someone banging on it from the inside. Oh, God. Rudy opens it up and Gray comes spilling out, covering his shit. Getting like strategically placed brown spot. Yeah. Like, God damn, this was written by a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the pooty putty got taken over <laughs> and he's covered in poo! God damn it. Yeah. Um, so he explains what happened to him, that Cynthia, uh, and then and then Cynthia, covered in blood, comes rushing out from behind a tent and kills the camcorder guy by snapping his neck with one hand! One-handed neck snap! She then goes after Greg and Rudy, but bang! Out rings a gunshot, and Cynthia goes flying back like 20 fucking feet, crashing through a tent dead. In slow motion. Out from the darkness comes the female Marine Patrol officer, who we can finally see is played by Ellie Cornell, and we learn here that her name is Jordan Casper. And she looks just about as excited to be there as she is to get a pap smear. Yeah, she her she looks dead inside this entire movie. Yeah, she's just she's like, like, I was in Halloween four, goddammit. And I'm and this is why I'm yeah, she looks dead. God damn it. This is what my career's come to. Um so she then shoots Cynthia in the head with like a handgun killing her. But god yeah. da- I gotta say, I have to comment on the fact that Casper shot Cynthia with an M16 at first. Yet Cynthia goes flying through there like she was shot out of a goddamn cannon. <laughs> M16s do not send someone flying through the air like that. They do not have that much stopping like, force. From, like, they're great weapons, great assault rifles, but they are not fucking shotguns that are going to take somebody off their goddamn feet with one shot. She does weigh like 90 pounds. Still. It's the Skechers. <laughs> she bounced a little bit off the sketches and just went flying. Jesus Christ. If this was like a, if she did this with a large shotgun, I'd have no issues with this whatsoever. But it's a fucking M16. Do you remember the sketches with the little springy steps in it? Yes. Not the Nike shocks, but it was like imitation Nike shocks. Yeah. That's what she was wearing. <laughs> Boing. Boing. Just bounced right back. Tigger feet, I guess. Or I don't know. Um So the did reactions of a Winnie the Pooh reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. No, I didn't see that one either. I just like came to me. Uh, so the reactions of Cynthia's friends seeing her as a zombie, then kill a man, and then get fucking blown to pits after trying to kill them is like laughable to non-existent. There's like it's like they're uh, at the line of the DMV. Yes, they're just like. Oh, uh, mm, uh, well, that happened. All it's right. Like they just saw someone like kind of get upset that they couldn't get their, you know. There's a sticker. Nice <laughs> yeah. today, and they store them off like, ooh. Huh. Mm, oh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, <laughs> it's terrible. My God. No, I'm like, holy fuck, what just happened? There's like, 
All right, all right, whatever. Uh, I'm number five. Number five, five. Okay, Bert. Uh, Cut back to the boat and to some zombies swimming under the water like he's fucking Aquaman. Because I guess I don't think I've ever seen zombies swim like this before, ever. Except for zombie, I think. That's when they had the underwater, the Italian Fulci flick where the zombie fights a shark underwater. That's the only time I've seen a zombie swim. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I've seen that. Uh, anyway, zombies start to climb onto the boat. Uh, Kurt, who's just standing there in the rain, smoking a cigar, has, has zero fucking reaction to seeing about a dozen or so zombies emerging out of the water and climbing onto his boat. He's just like, all right, bang, bang, bang. Shoots him, calmly, calmly shoots them all one by one like this shit's old hat. Love this scene. <laughs> just smoking a cigar, waiting for Salas for some still for some reason. He should have been long fucking gone by yeah. now. Yeah. And he's just chilling out, smoking cigars, like looks over, huh? Zombie. Well, get look at my <laughs> desert eagle out. Boom. Oh, there's another one. Puff, puff, puff. Boom. And there's another one. Boom, boom. He's like just walking back and forth on his boat, just taking motherfuckers out. It is. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I I was just dumbfounded by that by that scene. So uh, we cut back. Uh, where was I? Nope, we just did that. Uh, back on the island, um, our new bigger group is walking through the forest. Zombies are seen running through the trees all around them. And then peeking out from behind some branches is a zombie that looks more like a Dark Lord of the Sith from a Star Wars video game than like... I don't know. It's it's definitely like the focus point of the zombies so far. He's he's also like got stitches across his face. He looks like a Sith Lord to me. Um, the group ends up back at the fire swamp, or no, the bog of stench. Thank you. Yes, the bog of stench. The bog of stench area. They cross the small wooden bridge over the burbling, bubbling, fart boiling fart water. A zombie comes bursting up from the under, from underneath, smashing through the wooden planks. Rudy falls over, gets a nail. Impaled through his hand while the zombie grabs Carmen's ankle. She starts and starts clawing at her. But she don't play. She, she don't play. Yeah, she's yeah. With her fucking boots, I'm like, get on you. Yeah. She kicks it off. Casper shoots it, kills it, and everything's fine. We move on. But then, but then it just cuts to all of them running through the forest and being chased by dozens of zombies. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like, okay, they they fought them off on the bridge and they go. She's like the, the leader of the chick, the, the blonde. Casper? Uh, Casper, yeah. She goes, run! I don't think she even says that. He's like, are we okay? And it's like quiet. There's no she's music, no tension. She's, she's like, like she's like, run! I don't think they even say I think she's like, let's move. Run. It's run. so quiet. And then like, there's, it's all ass. peaceful. And that, yeah, just cut. <laughs> run through the woods. As like, and, like rave shit plays. And I should mention this point. We haven't mentioned it yet. But the zombies here are more are like left for dead or 28 day later zombies, not Romero zombies, because these fuckers are running, or hauling not house ass. House of the Dead zombies. Not, yeah, not even House of the Dead zombies either. They're, they're full on uh, left for dead 28 days Your later. House of the Dead zombies were lumbering zombies that would lumber. Yeah, they were Romero. <laughs> they were Romero, Resident Evil zombies. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the group makes it back to the shore and spot to spot the boat, but no sign of Kirk. Simon takes off running down the dock, dives into the water. At the same time, all the others see the boat is, is now inhabited by zombies. 
Uh, the zombies on the boat all start jumping into the water to go after Simon, who tries to swim back to the dock. I fucking love this part. Instead of zombies being like, they got your boat, bitch, you're not going anywhere. Like, we're coming after you. Yeah. They jump in the water after him. And it's so funny because when Simon first jumps in the water, like, I want to do this. Like, he jumps in. Everyone sees the zombies. And they all go, Simon, stop. Simon, stop. Simon, oh, my God. And he's just like, fuck you. Yeah. He's got plenty of time he to is, stop. He's like, nope, I'm going. <laughs> I understand. you got the water. They're splashing. But they're also in a zombie goddamn situation. Yep. <laughs> Where someone's screaming. If, if, if ten people or whatever are screaming your fucking name, you might want to go, whoa, maybe something is wrong. <laughs> nope. Well, the thing is, you can clearly see him because you see the shot of him running down the dock. He's looking right at the boat, which it has zombies on it. He jumps in the water. He's swimming towards the boat. And you, see, you can see the zombies jumping in the water after him, but he's still like, it takes him forever to be like, oh, shit, maybe I will turn back. Marshall, he's an underwear model. That's, oh, yeah, he's not he, the smartest. He can do it all. Yeah. Um, so, for some reason now, the Asian chick, uh, Liberty, she also decides to run into the water now armed with a knife. He's like, I, what? She, Why is she running into the water? She wades <laughs> in. <laughs> like, way far away from Simon. Yeah, like she's, like, it was like, she's supposed to be going in to help him because, one, she's nowhere near him, and two, she's going the slow, long way to get there. Like, what is she, she doing? In off the shore. There's a dock that runs, like, leads, like, follow the dock, go up the dock, then you can jump in. Nope, she's, like, walking slowly through the sludgy marsh. To get to fucking Simon. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I make. I just. We need to take a quick break there, cause during that, I was. I noticed that there was a serious issue going on with our audio. Uh, that I wish I would have picked up on a lot sooner. That's my fault. I apologize, guys, for cause uh, I learned. Looking at the audio files and the waves, uh, the tracks, uh, figured out that Aaron's track was not being picked up properly. So I know of this entire time up to this point, Aaron probably sounds like he was, I don't know, underwater or off in the distance somewhere. But for some reason, it was all mixed up. But I we got fixed out. So Aaron's track should be fine now. And Aaron... Can't you hear me better now, guys? Yeah. He can't should be doing much better now. Can't you hear my buttery, silky voice in your ear holes? <laughs> and also, all the jokes that you didn't laugh at that I said is because of Marshall. That's <laughs> my fault. All right, so let's get back on track. Well, I'm, glad, so, I'm glad you caught it. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you caught it. I, I, was, I was looking at the the, the, the the tracks, and I was like, wait a minute, why is my track identical to Aaron's track? They, they should be vastly different. Like, oh, shit, there's something wrong. You're, yeah. we're, we're being picked up on it. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, we fixed it. Let's move on. So anyway, Casper stands on the dock. She starts shooting zombies with her M16, covering Simon as he's trying to swim back to the others. But he gets grabbed, pulled under the water, but he's able to manage to get back to the surface. Uh, Liberty, to nobody's surprise, also gets grabbed and pulled under by a zombie because her dumbass went in the water for some reason. Here's something weird when Liberty gets grabbed. She's wading into the water. She's standing mm -hmm. on her two feet. Yep. And she's like, what, five foot? She's yeah, a pretty small lady. Yeah. And, and out pops a zombie, grabs her, and they show an underwater shot of her in the deepest, darkest Dark, waters. Yes. Deepest, darkest. I had a like, shark's fin. fin. Yeah. <laughs> deepest, bluest. Deepest, bluest. I know. But yeah. 
Uh, Creative uh, Liberties. <laughs> oh, cool, Jay. We should do that movie sometime. Shark Week's coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't tease me, Marshall. <laughs> I know, that's too good. It's too good for the show. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought the same thing. Like, Liberty's saying like she's waist deep water at most. Yeah. She gets grabbed on and then when you just turn the water, <laughs> like the zombies like push her all the way under, like above, like with the hands on her shores, pushing her down. And her legs are feeling like she's out in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Yeah, she had like, like zero cent. Like yeah. it, it, they did the underwater shot and it just ruined everything. Yeah, it just just show him shoving her underwater. Yeah, that's uh, you exactly. Don't, you don't need the underwater shot. To and ruin it just, it. then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, what? The fuck? Did she just teleport? Yeah, what's going on? So, uh, where was he? Uh, uh, she, but Liberty gets saved by Kirk now, who shows up on like a cliffside, raining down lead from above. Uh, once all the zombies are dead, uh, they all regroup. Simon starts kicking one of the zombie corpses like, ah, motherfucker, take that, take that. So that's cool. Yeah, because that's the cool. Uh, but the zombie's not quite dead because it rolls over and spits acid in his face like his fucking reptile from Mortal Kombat. Yeah! <laughs> now, I actually like this. I actually like this part because there's just so many video games you play where zombies, like, eventually just start puking acid at you. It happened in Resident Evil. It happened in House of Dead. It happened in other games. It's like, the zombies just go, and, like, <laughs> barf a little bit at you. Like, it gives them a little bit of range. What zombies in Resident Evil puke zombies? The original Resident Evil, there is barfing zombies. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I don't think the vomit, like, they might have just thrown up for, like, ambience or just No, for, it like, hit oh, you. It hurt you. Did it? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but okay. Yeah, it, trust me. Yeah. Cause it was, I'll, it, I'll believe you. It's just been a long... I just don't remember barfing zombies. It's when the zombies, like, right when you start getting, like, the hunters... Okay. That's when those zombies got a little stronger or a little, mm-hmm. like, little like they they barf on you. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right. Yeah. I, I just don't remember. It's been a long, so, long time. So when I saw a barfing zombie, I'm like, yay! <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, now I have no idea why they do what they do next. Because instead of just getting back on Kirk's fucking boat. Yes! He's right fucking there. And now <laughs> completely devoid of all zombies because they killed them all. <laughs> Which would be the smartest thing in the world. Hey, the boat's clear, guys. Let's get on and drive away. But fuck no, they don't. Uh, Casper then orders Greg to come come with her back to her boat, which is parked a mile away. On the other side of the the island. island, While others just stay put and wait here. It doesn't make any fucking shit, man. I I was like, like, okay, they just cleared all this. I'm like, okay, they're going to get on the boat. They're not getting on the boat? Why aren't they getting in the boat? Did they ever explain why they're not getting in the boat? Did I miss something? I'm not going to rewind it. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not rewinding. Fuck that. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you missed it too, then they must have fucked up. Yeah, because it doesn't even, make they, any fucking sense not to get on the goddamn boat. I'm pretty sure they fucked it because I don't remember them at all saying any reason why they couldn't get just get right back on Kirk's boat and leave. Even if it doesn't fucking work. Get on the boat. Even if it's dead in the water. You get on the fucking boat. And you're off the island. You can see zombies coming yeah, at you. Yeah, you basically have the high ground. You're isolated. You're, you'd be safer there. Yeah. Um, and worst case, it's a boat. All boats should ha- all are required and should have backup oars. Worst thing is you could paddle yourself out somehow. At least get away. Like, God it's damn it. Stoop- this, God yeah, damn this it. is... God damn it. It's fucktarded. Um, so, off Casper and Gray go, leaving the others behind. And now we get story time led by Kirk, who tells the others the legend of the island <laughs> about a banished, exiled Spanish padre named Castillo oh. who was banished for his horrible, unholy experiments. 
Because priests love to experiment on dead people. And the Spanish were so prevalent in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, God they weren't. damn it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a big thing about that going up. So we cut, cue the flashback. It takes us probably somewhere in like the 16, 1700s. I don't know. Yeah. When they should be discovering Florida. Yeah. Well, Florida was actually the oldest, but that was probably before then. But anyway, um, we get a scene between basically Hispanic Mr. Clean and Fat Captain Crunch. Dude, perfect description. <laughs> uh, Hispanic Mr. Clean is chained up, but somehow still manages to kill Fat Captain Crunch by strangling him with his own chains. Because uh, apparently he got loose? I don't know. I, I, was, like, I don't know. Yeah, he, like he just shit-talks Captain Crunch to him going, Hey, get hey, to his face. Yeah, come here. And then he strangles him and he's dead. Um, we cut back to Kirk, who finishes the story, which isn't even much of a story, uh, saying that Castillo murdered the crew, enslaved the natives of this island, and killed whoever came here ever since. Wait, hold on a second. So, this guy was on a ship, getting exiled from Spain, but this island is off the coast of Seattle. Does anyone else see something wrong here? Yeah. How the fuck does this ship get from Spain to Seattle? Are you telling me they fucking sailed around the Terra de Fuego, the tip of Argentina, or the Cape Horn, and through the Drake Passage? Fuck that noise! Now, maybe they could have taken the Strait of Magellan, but still, that's a hell of a long journey to just to exile one dude from Spain to travel all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, down through the Caribbean seas, down through the Southern Atlantic, around the tip of South America, up through the Pacific Ocean, all the way up to the islands of Seattle. Cause that's where they ended up. What? What? I'm right there with no! you. No! <laughs> no! I was saying the same thing, but you laid it out beautifully. No! No! There! God damn it! <laughs> What? <laughs> Dude, it hit me off right when fucking Clint Howard is like, well, it's the, the island of Muerte. It's like, that's a Spanish name. And he's, I'm like, like, I'm like well, I'm like, hold on. The Spanish weren't there. What the fuck is going on? And I love the way you did that, baby. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Oh, my God. Like, this was, oh, boy. So we jump back to Casper and Greg. And Casper suddenly has a giant camouflage duffel bag full of gear over his shoulder. Sure. And Greg's wearing, like, a tactical harness and belt with grenades on it. Like, where the fuck did that all come from? Sure. Because the scene before, they didn't have that cut, aw cut away, and now it's there. So, of course, they get instantly attacked by zombies at this a zombie swarm comes. They all take off running. They get separated. And goddamn, is the camera here work nauseating? Uh, cause the shots were, they, it's basically, they just put the camera right in front of Greg's face and like, it's like on a harness like this, right? So it's just like a close up of his face and him running towards the camera. It's like, <laughs> it, it's, it's like, it, it, it's fucking, uh, 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 Blair Witch like project shit all over. Yeah. Like, it is nauseating. It's terrible. Um, so, and then it's just a bl blurry vomit inducing mess. Um, also during this scene, that's not that they do one of the wide shots of the zombies chasing. If you have a good eye, you can clearly see the springboard that catapults a zombie through the air, like fucking, <laughs> like uh, a fucking evil Knievel or something like that. Or, uh, superstar Dave or what his name was. Super Dave. Super Dave. Super Dave. Yeah. Thank you. RIP Super Dave. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, you can see the, the, the springboard come up behind a bush and the zombie go, boo, go flying. <laughs> and, the, and the springboard just like goes, wah, 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 and just kind of sits there. I missed it. I must have missed it. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, so now Greg does his best Hobbit impression. They take a page from Lord of the Rings. Because uh, he tries to hide under like a uh, oh a be- tree br- root that's like, like half on like a exposed hill. It's right when the hobbits are hiding the from the rage. black rider. Yeah, the, yeah, and they, he's like sniffing around because he can the, feel. It's a shot for shot. Exact fucking. The zombie like looks over, goes. Yeah, and then just moves on. Like it's the exact thing. Um, so the zombies move on. Gray comes out, but he steps on a branch and learns the zombies, and they chase him again. Uh, Greg ends up getting surrounded, swarmed, pulled down to the ground underneath a pile of zombies. And now the Shimu does something really fucking strange here that I've never seen ever in my life in any movie. So I know this is based on a game, so I'm, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a, a game over death screen. Oh, God. But like you might get in a video game or something, but it cuts to Greg. So he gets pulled down by zombies. Zombies are like, rah, 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 and he- then it just cuts. To Greg standing still all by himself, With like in the dumb port. fucking look on his face. Yeah, nothing around him, nothing at all around him. And the camera does a 360 spin around him and then just fades like the a red. blood red screen. That's it. Like, what am I? What is that? Did, what we, is just, that? did we just see the death cut? Yeah, like, like the death scene? That's like, like game over screen. Just man. waiting for it to say, like, you are dead. <laughs> or Greg is dead. Greg is dead. Yeah, like, what? Like, who, who, this is the weirdest thing. Like, oh my God. That was so strange. Never seen anything like that before in my life. It just takes you out of the totally. It's just like, what? 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 He was just mauled by zombies. Now he's standing there in the middle of a field by himself. Like, <laughs> camera spin, fade to red. And no music. No, no like, music. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. No music. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, then it cuts to the Dark Lord of the Sith. He seems pleased because he's smiling from behind his tree. Um, Casper finds Greg's gun. Blood runs down the screen for some reason. It's like another weird transition. Just blood starts running down the screen like it's a, <laughs> like a, like a, a Scooby-Doo cartoon all of a sudden. Like, what is happening here? And then it just cuts back to the other group, the main group. Why does that happen in this movie? It's the weirdest choices I've ever seen. Um, so, um, I just the fucking transition are they're so strange and dumb. It's just, it's just so yag, man. It is pretty yag. It's so yag. So back the main group all decides to go back to the house or the the church chapel thing we saw before. Uh, but before they head off, Kirk. Of course. Oh, why would Why would you go anywhere else? Why, why would not? you go? Why would you? You know, maybe take a different route to get to the ship. Why wouldn't you just get on the ship that Kirk has? No, let's go back to the fucking church. Yeah, let's head more inland. Let's head back into the mouth of the beach, which is basically. essentially like the center. I'm, I'm assuming is basically the center of the island. Yeah, I, the heart point, of the island. Yeah, I, we have no reason to believe otherwise at this point. Uh, so, but before they head off, Kirk opens up one of his crates, and at this point, Casper comes back, tells him that Greg's dead, which I'd be like, okay, whatever, no one cares. <laughs> no one gives a <laughs> shit! No one gives a shit! <laughs> no one gives a shit! They're just like, how'd it happen? Zombies. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, no one cares. No, but she does say that her boat has been destroyed, and her partner is missing, even though we've never no, seen her boat. We- it just... She was taking we, word we, for we, it. We, yeah, we're just like, oh, okay, maybe that's why they didn't go because we, pff, fine, fine, she says At least this. they explain, my boat's been destroyed. As Kirk's boat's sitting pretty right there, and they just ignore it. Um, 
<laughs> God damn it. So, um, now yeah, this is where they the, gear up. Yeah, in the crate is just a plethora, a cornucopia, if you will, of various guns, ammo, and plastic grenades. It is the fucking Resident Evil storage uh, room box. box. It's yes. the item box. <laughs> it's the item box. It's just, and it's just stocked. Yeah. It's like Resident Evil 3 on easy mode. When you get to it and you open it up, you're like, fuck yeah! Just, <laughs> everything's in here. You Cheat know? codes on. You, you beat the game on S mode and you get to all, you get, yeah, all the goodies and second Dude, playthrough. I, I, that, I always love Resident Evil. That's like the mode I love to play in the most. It's actually easy because you still get all the story, but you just got all the fucking guns. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I don't want to challenge. I just, just want to have a fun time. Fuck you, nemesis. Grenade launcher. Boom, boom. I'm Jill Valentine, bitch. <laughs> I got my Barry's Magnum. Bam. One shot. Uh, so, yeah. So, that they yeah, they gear up. Uh, Casper then unzips her duffel bag, and she starts pulling out more guns, including a giant Mossberg 500 shotgun. Would you say tons of guns? Tons of guns. All over. Yeah. Yeah, a little gangster yeah, for gangster. you. Yeah. I fucking love gangster. Um, tons of guns real easy to get. Tons of guns bringing nothing but death. Yep. Yep. Um, so everyone arms themselves uh, like they're the fucking Punisher, and then they head back to the house chapel thing. Now, I do love how Kirk just shoves three sticks of dynamite in his jacket pocket like they were Tic Tacs. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just shove them in like an afterlife. There's dynamite. Not grenade, just dynamite. Old school dynamite in his pocket. And not like the inside pocket it keeps them like his little, the little diggy like outside pocket. You know, they just something things are gonna fall out of so easily. My fucking phone falls out of those <laughs> yeah. pockets all the time. Like He's got dynamite. three goddamn sticks three of dynamite. dynamite sticking out. So guy yeah, gets zero fucks. More arcade game footage. Bam, 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 and screaming zombies. And we cut back to a group. The group arriving back at the house chapel thing. And oh my, which is God. now surrounded by zombies. So and you oh. Oh my god. Holy this... fucking shit, Moon Goose. Hold oh. on to your goddamn butts. I love this scene. Because <laughs> we are about to get hit by a 10 minute long music video oh. action, <laughs> action scene that's filled with about a dozen slow motion Matrix wannabe spinning 360 shots with even more arcade game footage spliced in. While this absolute garbage rap song plays. Dude, I Ser- fucking lost my shit. They're, <laughs> they're all walking up in slow motion, all in step, yeah. all in unison. Oh, yeah. And they focus on each one individually at some point. Yeah. Then they all start opening fire. Okay, hold on. Here's the song oh. that plays, oh, and we'll God. talk over this. Very good. Make sure it's turned down because I can't hear shit. I'm turning it down. <laughs> Sorry. And... During this fucking scene, it's just nothing but like, like you see the you see Greg like, bow, 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 bow. and then it goes over to like Candy or whoever. I mean, you can hear the shells falling in this. Yeah. You can hear it's this scene is nonsense. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It goes on forever. Like Ten minutes. It goes on so long that this song is play- we haven't here. Here's the lyrics. Here's the lyric. Some rap rock bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and, well, no, let's, let's, let's play for a moment. We gotta get the chorus. Do we? Yeah. It's coming. Oh, this is my favorite part. Here we go. In fury, bring your vengeance. <laughs> De- 
Will you bear witness or will you run and hide? I am Fury, bringer of vengeance in the house of the dead. <laughs> I am Fury! Uh. <laughs> anyway, this song goes on for so long while all this shit is going on. I, there is... Um, every character gets their own solo, single, Matrix 360 spin shot of them just standing still, shooting at nothing. There's nothing around. So they're it, just it, like, it like shows each character, and they're like they're like fighting, they're shooting, they'll be punching something, like throwing a shitty kick. Then it will cut to them in the 360 spin, and then go to the next character, yeah. fighting, punching, shooting, 360, 360 spin. spin. And how many fucking characters are there? Like seven. Eight? There's like at least seven or eight. Yeah, there's these seven, and so, some of them get more than one. Yes. And it goes on so long that this rap song ends. repeats. Not just ends; it repeats. Like it hits the point where it's just a music draw because they, they get to the part with the whole grenade and the well thing. It's just music. I thought a different song started. No, they loop back the same song. <laughs> and so they ran out of music. They just looped it around again. It's, oh. I, and keep in mind, these camera spins are, are also. We keep on these people, with the exception of Kirk and and Ellie. Yeah, here's where a song pulls out. You think it's over, and that's where I stop my. Excuse me, my sound clip. But in the movie, it just starts up again at this point and plays again. And it just keeps going. Keeps going. But just, keep in mind, these, other than Casper and Kirk, everybody else are supposed to be college kids and underwear models. But the, all of them, so they're like Navy SEALs, Commando, Expendables, and the Punisher all rolled into one. No one ever misses a shot. Every shot is a kill shot, even though like ninety percent of them or ninety percent of the shots are just body shots. We and, we see Liberty throwing and Liberty's kicks. Like, Liberty's a fucking kung fu master all of a sudden. I like, I mean, she's Asian, so sure, why not? But still, Jesus. God damn, are you kidding me? <sighs> like, I don't know, no college kids selling a fucking like Arnold Schwarzenegger commando expendable. Frank Castle rolling the one And it just shit? keeps going and, and going. going and going. Actually, you expect to see the Energizer Bunny go through this scene. And do a little troll, boom, boom, and, boom. And there's and so many off. zombies. So many. There's so many zombies. There's so much that they've, like, surrounded them. And they don't They don't ever turn around. They're just walking forward. And you can see in the background, like, they're extras. There's zombies who don't and, know what they're doing. And they're just like, what? Do what, I what just, wait, like, like, I should can't I attack take, them. Do like, I just, ooga, 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 yeah, ooga. They stand away from their arms. The zombies are hilarious. Because there's one woman... Who they like? They feature probably. She's just like creeping, like oh, eh. she's just creeping, not really doing. No zombie walks like that. It's like she's trying to be a stealth zombie, like <laughs> I'm gonna get you. And then she just blasts it away. And then when you see somebody shoot her, you see like the zombies in the background. They're not charged. They're just like there's like a dozen zombies just standing behind Rudy or whatever his name is, just standing there because like the drugs like. You can't get them. You gotta wait your yeah. turn. You can't go. So it's, they're just standing like. It's like those fucking old kung fu movies where the one guy's in the middle and there's like hundred dudes. Yeah, one around. at a time. At the and wait wow, your turn. Wow, wow, just one yeah. at a time. It's the same. Fucking yeah, or like, thing. or like, or, or like the crowd and like the background of a Street Fighter stage. Like there are all, two people fighting and there's always people in the crowd just standing there and not doing it. That's what these <laughs> zombies are doing. It, it's it's I, insanity. It goes on so long. The best part. Oh my god, the best part is when the z one zombie leaps off a springboard, does a full frontal flip, yes. and in mid-air, in mid-flip, throws an axe 
a full-size axe at Alicia. But who fuck for, that. Who for some reason. But for fuck that. For some reason, instead of just moving out of the way, she jumps like six feet. Twelve feet in the air. Straight up into the air. Right into the axe's path, by the way. Blast her shotgun, freeze frame of her like magically levitating air, 360 spin, spin of the bullet, the slug coming out of the shotgun, traveling down slow motion. The slug then like goes in like anime Tony Stark <laughs> Iron Man bullshit, rips apart into like a dozen smaller slugs, which then explode the entire chest cavity of this flipping zombie. And then she lands, and the axe goes whizzing by her. Holy fuck! What is that <laughs> shot? <laughs> but this whole fucking scene is full of shit like that. It's that's the most extreme. Of, that's the most, that's extreme. the most extreme. But there's like head explosions. There's a, there's there, there, there's a whack-a-mole zombie. Yeah, it's there's the just fake. It's a zombie goes. There, and it just gets blown up. There's just so much of this shit happening during this fucking. <laughs> Butt rock rap song, <laughs> and I'm I'm fucking loving it. I love every minute of it, dude. I'm like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, keep on. I'm not even done with this yet because you're out of breath. <laughs> not only this shit going, they're fucking throwing grenades around like they were nothing to e- everywhere. They're just grenades. They're, you see this shit. I mean, this, you see this in a lot of movies. But this one's particularly bad for this, of just underestimating the sheer destructive power of a fucking grenade, a kill radius. Because here, each grenade has, like, a shitty five-foot explosion radius. They throw a grenade, boom, they walk away. It's, like, fine. And, of course, they walk away in style. Yeah. Where, like, where, and, and the grenade only seems to kill, like, one zombie, so it's, like, kind of a waste of a grenade. But throw a grenade, boom, one zombie goes. Like, the grenades they're using are... M67s and MK2s and the M67 has a damage radius just the damage radius alone is 15 meters which is 49 feet and in this movie it's like 5 feet and the, the, the kill radius is 5 meters which is 16 feet of that's instant death if you're within 16 feet of the grenade and these people are just basically dropping them Walking like five feet away, they explode, kill one zombie, and they're fine. It's the biggest bullshit I have ever seen. These grenades should be not killing like dozens of zombies at once, but they should be blowing themselves up too with these grenades. There's pop, pop, pop grenade, and this is a small area. This all is oh, going down. Yeah, and this is something that bothered me about this. It's such a tiny and little I'll, space. I'll, I'll come back to it when we talk about the game okay. more. But uh, it is it is a tiny fucking radio, like a tiny graveyard. Yeah. And there's a thousand, it just seems like there's an endless supply of zombies. And yeah, they're just walking willy-nilly. Oh, I got another thing I found funny too. I, so this scene, we got to move on, but goddamn, this scene, is just, there's, it's just a treasure trove of nonsense. Uh, like you mentioned, too, when they've seen first, they come out of the woods, they look at it, and, and, and Cassie's like, Oh shit! Run or something like that, and then they, instead it cuts that it cuts it's instant that scene of them walking shoulder and shoulder in line in slow motion, going boom boom, and Simon's there. He's in that line, but then there's a very distinctive shot of Simon by himself coming running out of the forest and down a hill, joining the fray. Like what? Where did he go? Where is he? Why is he coming from up there now? Like they just completely forgot about him. Like it's so. It's, ludicrous. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's 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 nuts. <sighs> so anyway, Liberty Liberty Lee, because she's kung fu now. Um, 
eventually gets swarmed and dragged to the ground while shouting out for Rudy's help. Now, instead of helping, Ru- oh, helping God. her, Rudy <laughs> just stands there and has like a speed-up crackhead flashback of this whole action sequence in reverse. So, like, in, everything we just seen for the last 10 minutes gets played back in Rudy's head, including, like, some shit from, like, them on the docks, which makes zero sense. So is he having, like, a PTSD moment? I don't where know. Where she, like, think about, like, Saving Private Ryan, that yes. scene when the Goldberg, uh, Adam Goldberg's character is getting killed by the Nazi, but there's that guy who's right there who could just, he's too scared to go up the stairs and, like, save him, yeah. and he could save him, but he doesn't. And that's the same type of situation that's happening. But goddamn, you were just kicking so much ass. Yeah, you so were, much you, ass. You were the coolest motherfuckers on planet Earth, just blowing away every fucking zombie, tossing away grenades that will blow your dick off, apparently, <laughs> according to Marshall. But no, it's not affecting you. So you're just walking right through the fucking fire. Yeah. But once one of your compadres gets fucking overwhelmed, you crumble like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I didn't understand this at all. At all. Um. So... Plus, like the like, why the flashback? I don't know. And then like, I'm pretty sure he had flashbacks of scenes he wasn't even in. And then it just so it, how it, is he having a flashback? It was going of stuff fast. He wasn't a part of. And it was going fast. And then it just went like image flash, image flash, image flash, mm-hmm. like rapid fire. Yeah. And then he just like goes, <sighs> and then Liberty gets killed. Yep. And then Liberty dies. And just like Greg, it cuts away. She's piled on down and she's dead. And then it just cuts to her standing there frozen. In the middle of nowhere, in, like, in the middle of the cemetery, 360 no, spin. No zombies around her, nothing around her, just frozen. 360 spin around her, f- f- fade to red. She's dead now. What? So this is a thing now. This is happening? So now expect anytime someone dies, we're going to get this 360 spin, fade You would red. think so, but then they forget about it. This is They do it twice, and then like, there's so many characters left that they just forget. They don't do it anymore. They just forget about it. I think they do someone else. But anyway, all right. I don't. All right. Um, Meanwhile, the others finally make it to the door of the house, which is now locked for some reason. (laughs) So you just fought through the fucking thickest swarm of zombies to rap rock. Yeah. And you can't get in. And then like a fucking dilapidated door is stopping you. Rotten wood. Of all the fucking things to stop you. You just went through fucking hell. Like, <laughs> essentially what, what people might anticipate hell would be like. And you just, like, shredded through them like fucking paper. And you got stopped by a locked, rotting wooden door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, where, oh, Jesus. Um, where was I? Oh, door's locked. So Casper and Rudy decide that they're going to go find another way in. Um. And keep, like, so there's all these zombies out there, and they're just having like a casual conversation. Like, hey, what do we do? Well, I don't know. It's locked. Well, we'll go find another way. All right. We'll be, we'll just chill here. And there's still like supposed to be zombies charging there's, there's around. There's all there's these like, fucking, they just, where are they fucking coming yeah. from? Because we just literally saw hundreds of them get mowed down. Yeah, easily. Um, so they go around to the back. Basically, I'm cutting it short. Rudy ends up saving her from a zombie that tackles her by shooting the zombie in the back of the head at point blank range. Only problem is that would fucking kill her too, because that bullet would go straight through him and into her head as well. Uh, but she's fine. I do love the blood that splatters on her face when that happens, because yeah. you can tell the actress gets like, 
She gets it right, right. It's a fucking money shot. Yeah, right in the fucking eye. And you right can tell she's just like, ah, it's a paycheck. It's, it's a, a paycheck. paycheck. <laughs> it's a paycheck. God damn it! You can God tell she pay. looks. Bills to pay. She looks pissed. She does not look like she's having a good time. No. She does not look like she just got saved. No, she looks pissed off. <laughs> God, like it's so blatant. I'm just like, oh, that actress is pissed. Yeah, Ellie Cornell was not happy in this movie. Um. But it really doesn't matter because as soon as he breaks the window and climbs through, Casper gets attacked again by more zombies. Rudy starts pulling her through the window to help her in, but as he does, she gets pulled. As she gets pulled through, the zombies who now, like I said, know how to use weapons in this movie, chop off both of her legs with axes as she gets pulled through the window. Dude, these are the fucking woodsmen of the goddamn zombie clan <laughs> because they chopped the shit out of her legs instantly, and their legs are just gone. Gone. He <laughs> just. Like just adamantium gone. axes. Just <laughs> slice her legs like butter. I'm One slice. Like, for some what? reason, I'm thinking of like, hi-ho. <laughs> off the work. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> I know it's not the same, but for some reason, I got like fucking little dwarves stuck in my head where they're just chopping away. So she pretty much dies instantly on the floor. Yeah, because he pulls her in and her fucking legs are gone. Her legs are gone. He's just like, look at me. Look at me. It's like, no, I'd be like, bitch, you do what you want to do. You're dead. (laughs) You you go out any way you want to. Um, So Rudy then opens the door for the others to let them inside. Kirk... Uh, as Kirk gets in, he gets bit on the leg uh, before they're able to shut the door and bar it. Uh, Kirk's all fucked up now. They lay him down on the table and apply a tourniquet. Simon goes off to have a shitty pity party about his pretty model face that's now slightly burned from the zombie acid spit. Um, if anything, bitch, it gives it personality. Yeah. It makes you mis- mystery. Gives you that, women love scars. Dude, look at Seal. Yeah, look at Seal. That guy's covered his fuck. His face fucked up. He, he's steel. he's gorgeous. Yeah. And he's got weird scars all over his face. Yeah. He, he just looks Nick so Fury now, man. He just he looks so slick. Yeah. You know, you see Seal with his shirt off. He just looks so like, oily, but not oil, <laughs> not like not like greasy, but Blubbery, just like seal a oil? She, shiny, sheeny. Yeah. All right. Seal. Yeah. I got I guess I got a thing for Seal. Yeah, like yeah, I didn't know. We're going to learn something new about Aaron. Hey, kiss um, my rose on the thorn. Um so yeah. Uh, Karma goes over to uh, 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 Simon, who's all like, oh, be in my face. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. Blah, blah, blah. And she just starts to kiss him, and they make oh, out of Oh, bit. like aggressively making out. Yeah. For someone who's so fucking touchy, touchy, feely, feely about this giant facial wound, it's not stopping them from making out. Tongue in that bitch. Nope. Blah, 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 blah. You know? <laughs> and awkwardly, his mouth is open so oh, like, oh, He's like trying to oh, swallow her head. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> Fuck. So, Thirteen years old. Yep. We move moving along. Alicia then finds an old book, which she says might oh. be useful to him because it's old. Uh. I know. Great writing. Am I right? Uh. Like that's literally like, look at this book. It might help us because it's old. Hey guys, <laughs> like, look at this old book I found. It might help us. It's old. It's old. <laughs> That's like literally what she said. That's, I'm not kidding. That's what I'm saying. That's the right, man. So she says it's the officer's log from the ship that the uh, Hispanic Hispanic Mr. Clean was on. Um, it looks like it was printed in like 1980. Like, yeah. It's old. It's from the 80s. No, it doesn't also, look like it's from the 1680s. It looks brand fucking new. I God had damn. hesitations about this book, too, because they say that the Mr. Clean guy killed the entire crew. 
So and wouldn't who a wrote cru- the book? Wouldn't a ship's log be something like a scroll or, you know, or, or something more dilapidated, yeah, perhaps? Yeah, I don't know about the book. It would probably be more like a, a yeah, a leather-bound binder or something yeah. or a scroll. Um, it looked like a fucking printing press book. Yeah. But also, just... I'm just like, who wrote the book? He's supposed to have murdered the entire crew. Who wrote the book? Granted, like, it could have been written up until the point they murdered him, but... They, he, or he murdered all of them, but it, it doesn't really matter because he, he doesn't really, nothing comes It's just like, hey, read this. And, but no, it, yeah, nothing, nothing fucking happens. Nothing happens from it. Um, so after that, they sit around and talk about how they're like, all out of ammo. Like, I got another, I'm all out. I have no ammo left. We're, right, we're they, screwed. They have very little ammo left. Very, very little. Um, and Kirk tells them to stop babysitting him and start figuring how they're going to get out of here and what they can use to help make that happen. So start, leave me alone. Go worry about yourselves. Uh, so everyone's like, all right, fine. We, we're out. And they leave Kirk alone. And they end up finding the equivalent of a mad scientist laboratory. Uh, oh, oh, also, I forgot to mention that right after, right before this, Alicia and Rudy start making out too for some reason because he's going on a further. I couldn't save Casper; it's my fault. I couldn't. Save blah 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 blah. And they, and then they just start making out. It's like what? Sure. Like okay, why not? Fucking who cares at this point? So they end up, like I said, they find the equivalent, like the mad scientist laboratory. There's dead zombies on tables, body parts lying around, heads in jars. Um, there's booga, booga, booga. a tank filled with red Kool-Aid. Uh, and it's they, the jungle juice, baby. It's the jungle <laughs> juice. Uh, they also find this antique microscope uh, that not only still works, but also still happens to have a slide in it like to look through. And Rudy looks through the slide and says, somehow he instantly recognizes it as a blood sample. But to, not one I've ever seen. But it's, it's not ab- human. It's absolute genius. It's, it's, it's not human. It's like it's been mutated. It's completely unnatural. It's fucking genius. Oh, uh, we did. We did. <laughs> we, we, we did get a we did get a little nugget of information about Rudy when he was patching up Simon's face is that he's pre-med. 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 Yeah. And pre-med basically means you're taking your fucking required courses before you enter med school. Yeah, you know nothing. You're just you taking nothing. a math class and a biology class, you asshole. And like history 101 and your elective accounting or, or, or basket weaving or whatever that Damn shit. it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. The movie's like, I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med. Yeah. Mm. You're just like an asshole like the rest of us. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. You go back to Kirk, who starts hearing someone whistling the tune of Love Me Tender from outside. And for some reason, he identifies this as Shalish. 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 Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard. Uh, So, of course, he gets up, and this leg he suddenly can't walk on, he's able to walk on it now. Uh, And he finds zombie Clint Howard just standing there. So apparently zombies can whistle now too. And whistle tunes. They, they whistle. And, apparently they can whistle while they a, work. Appa- apparently they, they fucking whistle Elvis songs. Yeah. They can <laughs> weld axes and or wield axes and, and, and whistle while they work. Yeah. And, and swim. They can swim underwater. They can swim. These zombies are. And they have great hits wow. from the late 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kirk shoots Clint Howard not wanting to be a zombie he's like I'm not leaving you to do this I was so pissed but by doing so he I was pissed I was like oh zombie Clint Howard he's gonna do something oh nope he's just gonna stand there and get shot in the fucking face yeah and which is funny because we didn't talk about this but during the whole fucking rap rock bullshit shootout during that time Casper's fucking first mate whoever comes oh, yeah. up next to her and he just stands there like he fucking doesn't want to be there like 
please just fucking yeah. shoot. And she's all like, the other zombies are like charging him on. It's like, kill, kill. He comes up and just stands like, like three hey, times and like, looks like, what's up? <laughs> she just goes, oh, MacGyvers. MacGyvers. Plural. It's MacGyvers. I forgot his name was MacGyvers. MacGyvers. Oh, MacGyvers. And she just Bang. blows his head off. <laughs> yeah. He's just some fat fucking schlub with a five o'clock shadow. It looks like he just woke up, rolled out of bed. I'm a zombie now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Kirk shoots Clint Howard, using up his last bullet. Um, hearing the gunshot, Rudy rushes out to him, like, What are you doing? You're going to die. Get back in here. But Kirk's like, I'm already dead. And then he pulls out a stick of dynamite from his jacket. Rudy runs back inside as Kirk lights the dynamite with his cigar. As he would. As properly he should. Uh, Rudy slams the door closed, yells everyone to get down right as the dynamite explodes, which also blows open all the windows and the front door off its hinges, allowing the zombies to flood inside the house. Um, the remaining group runs back into the storage room where they find barrels of gunpowder because it's so funny. When why they, the fuck not? When they <laughs> run in the storage part, there's barrels everywhere. I'm like, dude, break that shit open. There's got to be gold or ammo or or or, <laughs> I didn't think of or, or, or health potions in there. Power ups. Yeah, you power up your hanging into an assault rifle. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta break that shit open, shotgun. man. Yeah. Come on. Everybody knows that. Find turkey in there. Yeah. <laughs> Wall meat. Wall meat. <laughs> it's the best meat. <laughs> but no, bunch of fucking dummies. Yep. And they find gunpowder. And Kirk's like, or Rudy's like, oh, that's useless to us. You can't do anything yeah, with that. That's useless. It's like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> you're like, when you get the key, he's like, this key is now useless. Drop the key. Yes or no. <laughs> I love how you have a choice. <laughs> yes. No, and, I want to hang on to the useless item. And, and if you up- do hang on to it, and I, I, I remember, like, I hung on to all that shit, and I beat the game, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's like I just kept all the shit. Yeah. I kept all the shit. They're just like, fuck you. I, I remember the first time I played through it, I was like, this is a trick. Yeah. This has got to be a trick. It's not useless. Because if no I way. save all the stuff, I'll get, like, some sort of bonus <laughs> or some sort of, like, key or outfit or uh, super weapon. Nope. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, where was it? Yeah. So they go back into the lab where, um, now they see some kind of like some sort of Jason goes to hell, demon, eel, squid thing swimming around in the Kool-Aid. So if you remember in house of the dead, there are those like weird little mouthy yeah, things. Like green, that like jump leech. They look like leeches. Yes. Yes. And that's what I thought. I was like, Oh look, it's one of those you little know, Maybe things. that's what it made. I didn't make that's that. That's what I thought. That's the connection I made. It might be. It might. I didn't make that connection because I played the game for the first time in like 20 years after watching this movie, uh, again. So I hadn't, wasn't fresh, uh, but maybe, but at the same time, first time I was like, it, the thing has a face. So it's like the Jason goes to hell yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it's a face with a fucking eel fish squid body, body or something. Yeah. Um, it swim around the red Kool-Aid. Karma just like, fuck that thing and shoots the shoots the tank. She just, she just runs Shattering in. the glass. I love it because everyone kind of goes, huh. And she runs in from off screen I, and just like, oh, you guys got scared? Bam! <laughs> Keep in mind, they've also said how little ammo they have left. Let me waste it on shooting this thing that's completely harmless and, and contained, and contained. In a box. Yeah. Uh, so if it would have attacked, it would have attacked already. Yeah. Um, the Kool-Aid comes rushing out, spilling all over the floor. 
and it animates and reanimates. It's, it's, it's the reanim. It's the juice. It's the reagent. It's, it's the serum. Serum reagent. Yes. Yeah, it reanimates the zombies in there, brings the, them back to life. The reagent hits them, and immediately Rudy's like, "It's the blood. It's the blood. It brings them back to life because I know everything because I'm pre-med." <laughs> And they all, like, it just touches every dead body in yeah, there. And perfectly. immediately, they're just like, what's up? Let's what up? do this. Do party time. I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. Yep. So uh, they they uh, flee the lab. They run. And they barricade the door behind them. But the zombies start breaking through it. Um, they're trapped in the storage room with zombies trying to break in from both the laboratory and the front room where they first came from. Uh, but lucky for them, they find a not-so-secret secret hatch on the floor. Because seriously, this trap door is like fucking huge. It's like half the floor. Like, oh, look, there's a hatch here. It's massive. Um, Rudy opens it up, but the zombies break through the lab door, grab Simon. Simon just tells the others, run, as he takes aim at the barrel of gunpowder. And he has all day to join them. Thank you. Thank you. I fucked this. This is fucktarded because Rudy and the two girls, there's three of them, could easily have pulled Simon out of this one zombie's Barely, he's barely got his jacket. Grab, he's like yeah. kind of got his kind of got loosest, his jacket. It's the loosest grip. Like he could Simon honestly could pull it away himself, but they could easily just say, "All right, grab Simon and pull him away." Like, and no, go, go, go. And they're, no. Like, they're like, "No, we won't leave you." Go, go. no, we won't leave you. Go, you should probably go. No. <laughs> but you can come with us. Nope, nope. I'm done for. You see my fa- my face guard. My my career's over. I got nothing left to live for. I'm hideous. Are we still having this conversation? Because you can easily come with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. Simon pulls the trigger, shoots the gunpowder barrel, which apparently has the same destructive force as a small nuclear bomb, because the entire fucking house explodes, and you better bet. That these movie makers milked every possible camera angle they could out of this explosion. Oh my god, it blew up the whole, the whole fucking house. building. Whole building. Whole building was just blown to bits. Blown. Gone. Yeah. They had an above shot, a side shot, a front shot, a back shot. Another side shot. A low angle. Yeah. A high angle. It, it, the only thing they didn't have was the 360 spinning thing. Which I'm stunned they did do that for this shot. I actually would have liked that. That would have been the one time. Yeah, that would have been good. They should have had a death scene for the house. Yeah. <laughs> just a house in the middle of a field, just, frozen, just spinning, spinning around and fading red. red. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now Rudy and the girls are down in an old, what they say is a catacomb, Catacombs. but it really looks more like a crappy mine shaft because there's a mine cart yeah. track running right through the middle of it. Uh, they make their way down this mineshaft tunnel. Uh, zombies start leaping out from every nook and cranny. They're like, come, like plastered into the walls. Well, and yeah, when they, when they no, would come they, close. They, well, like, they, they, the first ones come out from like all like little side tunnels, all the offshoots. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess they're coming up later, but you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's but, like it's but, like they're taking turns. It's yeah, like they're walking into the hall. It's like one the, the chick's like bang, 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 and then. Okay, she's like reloading, and then the guy gets in front, and he's walking. They're showing him, bang, 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 and he walks. It's like, yeah, they're taking turns throughout the fucking scene of just being fucking Johnny on the spot with her guns. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, and speaking, that's what I'm saying. That's my next noise because they're easily they easily shoot and kill each of these zombies, Instantly. despite supposedly, like they said, having like zero ammo left, but they have full clips. 
like bang, 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 bang. And then Rudy does it. Okay, I'm out. And the car's like, all right, it's my turn. Then she steps up to the front, like bang, 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 Like, and keep in mind, okay, guns akimbo, two in each, one in each hand. My next point, because this bitch, Karma, who maybe weighs a buck fifteen, a buck twenty, is double fisting desert fucking eagles, hand cannons. These ha- Desert Eagles are 50 caliber, maybe a 44 Magnum, but either way, you ain't single, you ain't one hand in those fuckers. Definitely not two fists in these things for a girl who's never held a gun, who's about a buck 20, maybe buck 25, and she's like, not even, she's lip wristing this shit. Those guns would be kicking like a fucking mule. She'd probably break her goddamn nose and wrist firing this gun like that. <laughs> and goddamn. But she's like, boom, 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 Just. Nice. Oh, I can't. I, I just got an can't. idea. I just got can't. an idea. You got an idea? Yeah, I'm going to talk to you after this. Oh, boy. It's going to be great. Um, Yeah, so. Anyway, shortly after that wave of zombies is dealt with, more zombies start popping up. And this is what Aaron's about to say. And I, I will say, I like these. These are actually kind of cool. Uh, because they uh, they come out like from the walls, and this is shit like they're like is, plastered into the walls. This is like Greg Nicotero, Walking Dead, like zombie shit. Like you would see like when they when they enter like an old abandoned like forest area or something, and the zombies have been just dormant for so long that the the roots and the grass and moss just just overgrown them, and then they finally come back and they merge out and they look like walking plants. That's basically what this is. They, they're just covered in moss. Kind of look like the old Mossman He-Man toys. You remember those? <laughs> um, but they come out from the walls. It's got like cool. limestone on them. Yeah. Like, like rocks and crap. Yeah. And... It's, this, these are probably the coolest. Like, it was a cool effect. I will give them that. Anyway, Karma says, this is where she's like, I got this. Uh, so she actually she's like, I got this. And she turns into a fucking ninja at this point, And she just starts shucking and jiving and bombing and weaving through the zombies. And she's like, Rudy and, and and Alicia like just go. I got this. So and like I got it. And she's but and she starts punching at zombies. But it doesn't last very long for her because uh, she is quickly overwhelmed and just mauled and killed. And again, no, this is where they gave up on this. Like she just gets swarmed, and then they just cut to Rudy and 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 and, and uh, uh, Alicia again. There's there's no. There's no freeze frame, 360 spin, fade to red for her. There isn't? There isn't. Yeah, I thought there was. There wasn't one for Simon either when he blows himself up. I thought there was one for um, Kirk, Captain Kirk. There may not have been one. I don't think there was either because, no, because he, he lights the grenade, they cut, and then it just cuts to him in the house, ruining the house, closing the door, and then the explosion. Kirk didn't get one either. Well, so I'm not going to go back and watch it. No, it's just weird. Like, the <laughs> two, like, they did it to two characters back to back, and then they just gave up on it. It's a weird like if you're gonna do this weird shit, either stick with it or don't do it. It's, it's a weird yeah. thing. So anyway, Rudy and Alicia then they get saved by fucking Zorro or something. Cause seriously, a man in a black cloak armed with a rapier just shows up, stabs some zombies with a sword, and leads them to safety. Black cloak with hood up, wearing fucking sketchers. <laughs> I really wanted to open this cloak. Goes. What you got, stranger? <laughs> or whatever he says, you know. Um, that would be great. But so once in the safety of an old crypt, because that's where you want to hang out in his eyes, an old crypt, uh, the man removes his cloak to reveal that it's Greg. Um, also, this crypt is littered with corpses and skeletons. So, yeah. Um, Greg doesn't say anything. He's well, not saying anything. He's not like, saying Greg, anything. Greg, you're alive. Oh, my God. And Alicia and Rudy just start looking around. 
Rui kind of turns a corner and finds a fresh body hanging upside down. When he looks, when he looks at the body's face, he can tell that the body belongs to Greg, but Greg's face has been removed. Bum, bum, bum. And Rudy yells out, Alicia, look out. And it's too late. The two zombies come running out from nowhere and grab Rudy. Oh, the fucking conquistadors. Yes, the conquistador zombies come running out of the crypt from nowhere. They're wearing fucking 1600 armor. Conquistador conquering armor. With the weird conquistador helmet thing. Yep. Oh. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. I'm just waiting for some fucking Knight Templars to show up now. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe we'll get some Viking zombies, some too. Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yep, yep. Just get it all in here. Um, so, the man rips Greg's face off. Like, you know, like fucking Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Like, <laughs> uh, and, to, and reveals it's the Dark Lord of the Sith zombie guy we saw earlier. More zombies run and grab Alicia. Uh, the Sith Lord orders his zombies to pin Rudy down to the table. And what follows may be some of the best, and by best, I mean worst writing ever put on paper. Rudy somehow figures out that the blood Kool-Aid they found earlier ties all the creatures. That's right. He doesn't say ties them all together. just ties the creatures. And he literally says, you created it so you could be immortal. Why? To which the Sith Lord answers, to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit, no way! You don't say! Are you kidding? That is the dialogue in this movie. You made a serum to live forever. Why? To live forever. Hey, Aaron, why are you drinking that beer? To get drunk. What? <laughs> what? That's like, like, I gotta go take a piss. Why? Because I gotta pee. Like, why? 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 Who writes this? Marshall, I'm not drunk enough for this. I, don't, I, I know. I'm not either. But God damn it. So we get some more flashback scenes of Hispanic Mr. Clean's backstory, his execution, which didn't take, and him suddenly having zombie minions from nowhere, out of nowhere, which I guess he has somehow the telepathic link with. Like, he, he they try to hang him. He doesn't die. He's like, you can't kill me. I'll live forever. And then it just cuts with another conquistador zombie during the Spanish Inquisition or whatever at his execution. Why is a conquistador skeleton up against the wall at his execution? Makes zero sense. But it just comes to life at will. And just, that's it. That's, 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 that. it makes no sense. Nothing's really explained, but that's the back. That's the flashback we get. He gets hung, right? He gets hung. And he's still alive. Yep. And did he get hung on the island? Because I thought he killed everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Did he get hung in Spain? And they go, whoa, we need to banish him. Maybe. We don't know. But we don't know that. But no, he was supposed to get banished. It doesn't doesn't make any fucking sense. sense. Nothing makes sense at all. It's it's just like, it's just a chance to show him like get hung. And like, oh, he's still alive. If this is supposed to be Spain, they don't do anything. They don't make it seem like that. No. it seems like there he's on the island. He gets yeah, hung. It's like after he's on the boat. By the people he killed. Yep. But didn't he already kill them? Yep. Again, it's just, the writing and is kind of it is 
Is he just showing off? Yeah. <laughs> is he just like, okay, I've got my last few survivors. Now, you guys can hang me. Check it out. <laughs> still alive, bitch. I got you. I'm the Messiah. Now you're dead. Now you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah. showing off now. It's kind of like that gag, like, I'll let you kill me. I'll let you kill me. It's like that gag, like, you're in the car, and you're, you tell me to come on, and be like, all right, come on, get in. And you, and you, you drive away a little bit. <laughs> like, come on. You, come on. you can kill me. You can kill me. <laughs> no, you can't. No, no, no. All right, seriously, seriously. You can kill me now. Kill me. Kill me now. Naked! All right, no, no, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this I'm time done. I'll, I'm die. Die. I'll die. I promise. I promise. I promise. Naked! I got you. <laughs> now you're dead. <laughs> I don't know. Let's move on. Um, Sith Lord turns his attention to Alicia, telling her he's been waiting for her. Licks her ear. She asks him what he wants. Uh, to which he says, "Pussy." Yeah, I wish that would've been. If he said that, I'd be like. All right, the movie's worth it. All right, I'm good now. All right. No, he says your skin. Uh, and again, I'm not real sure why he was waiting just for her. Why is this? I've been waiting for you. Because he says he's going to take Rudy's skin anyway. Like, I'm going to take your body, and that'll serve me well. So why was he waiting just so, for her? Is he, does he want to transition to a woman? Yeah, like this part is... <laughs> I want to become a zombie woman. Now. I is, he, is he pulling a Jenner here? Yeah. A Bruce Jenner? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but it's never explained why he's waiting for just Alicia. It's not a bad body to transition to. No, those, no. Those titties be banging. Yeah. Uh, it's never explained elaborately why he's waiting just for her. It's it's dumb. Rudy breaks free from his zombies, holding him down, fights them off, kills them. Uh, sure. One of which he kills by throwing a cup, a, a goblet of acid in its face. Because, of course, there's goblets of acid just sitting around in old crypts. <laughs> why not? Uh, Alicia grabs a fucking long sword, like William Wallace or something, <laughs> and while well, Ruby grabs a grenade, and the two of them run up the stairs. Ruby pulls the pair of grenade, tosses the grenade down as they run. The two of them make it outside and about 50 yards away from the crypt entrance before the grenade explodes. Again, going bullshit! Because the M67 grenade has a four to five second fuse time, and the amount of time that passes after Rudy pulls the pin, drops the grenade, was about 10 seconds or more. That's more than double the fuse time. Not only that, there's no way in 10 seconds Rudy and Lee should cover that much ground before the grenade goes off. Man, you're really measuring this out. I hated this movie. <laughs> I, I really wanted to hurt this movie, Aaron. <laughs> I, I really get, wanted to I hurt it. I wanted to get it where it Get, get it deep. I wanna, <laughs> no, I just like, it's just crazy. Um, so anyway, they, unlike the other grenades that were getting tossed around in the battle sequence that hard, it had any explosion force behind it whatsoever, this fucking grenade might as well be equivalent of a small nuclear warhead again because this explosion is fucking huge in comparison to the other grenades. It, it like knocks them way up in the like, air. It rivals that of the the gunpowder exploding house. That's yeah. it basically does. So it's not the now not the foundation of the house is shot. You might have had good bones at yeah. one point. You might have been able to rebuild a little bit. Now you shot the foundation. It's a total loss. Yeah. Um, Real estate baby. However, Alicia's amazing bouncing tits as she runs away in slow motion. Jesus Fucking Christ. glorious. That's the best part of the movie. It is. I remember watching this. I was like, I, I knew she had like big knockers. I'm like, okay, right on. And then she like had her little jacket off. I'm like, okay, cool. 
But like when she's running, it's like burr, 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 burr. I'm like, <laughs> oh talking about Bill Gates. Speaking of Bill Gates, she looks like she's from one of the Dead or Alive games. This is guys. when I turned into a 13 year old boy. Yeah. I was just like, yay! <laughs> this is Dead or Alive bouncing titty territory right here. It was glorious. Um. Anyway, so they think they're safe, but the Sith Lord comes out of the mine shaft, running out of the smoking ruins, armed with a rapier, and charges them. This leads to another fight scene. The Sith Lord knocks Rudy unconscious after some fighting. Like, with with, Alicia, this, with, with a jumping, stiff clothesline that makes him spin 360 and land. It's not yeah. just a knockout. It's a very dramatic... Like, they're both fly through the air like fucking Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. <laughs> he clotheslines Rudy into a 360 spin fall <laughs> on his face, and he's out. Yeah. So this leaves Alicia and Seth... Sith, uh, the Sith Lord, I'm sorry, uh, end up having like, a straight up old fashioned sword fight. Um, but remember, in, she studied fencing. And uh, we get the same spinning Matrix camera style, complete with, so complete many. with the bullet time dodges of her dodging his sword. So many times. Now, like I said, I know I would call bullshit on this, do, but do the fact that the, this, this is a hot college chick is selling a goddamn musketeer or Aragon, <laughs> but. But, like you said, in the beginning, they distinctly say, oh, she's a fencer. She fences. So, so she, actually, give the movie some credit there. She knows how to use a sword. However, it loses the credit because she is not using any fencing techniques whatsoever. Grand, you can't really fence with a giant long yeah, sword. I, 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 I let it slide because the same thing you right said. Here. It's like she knows how to, okay, basically, with her fencing training, she would know how to use a sword. Yeah. You know. Grand, it'd be more of a rapier. Like, he has a lightweight finesse sword, not like a giant William Wallace claymore <laughs> it's not it that, big, that big but it, it's, it's not that big but it's a big sword it was like a cavalry sword you know it was, it was it's like conan sword man it's a know, big it was, sword it was a one-handed sword and she was using both hands for it but um the sword fight goes on for a while uh before but the sith is finally able to disarm alicia and then stabs her oh. straight between her beautiful looking tits right in the heart straight through them titties i mean just picture perfect didn't even touch the titties on the way in nope just got in there. Threaded that cleavage, like through the needle of the cleavage, man. Oh, right, in there. right through the breastplate, um, through the back, Rudy, like impaled. Rudy yeah. wakes up just in time to see her get stabbed and fall to the ground dead. So he gets up, grabs his axe, charges the Sith Lord, chops off the Sith's head in one clean, spinning backhand slice. As the head of course, it's got to be like a backhand spinning, yep. a spinning back. Yep. What an asshole. <laughs> Um, as the head falls to the ground, we get a series of fast flashbacks, flashes of the Sith, Sith Lord's life, all shit we've already seen, including flashback shots of the shit that just happened moments ago in the crypt. Like, we need, we're flashbacking to like two minutes ago already. Are you kidding me? So, as soon as the head hits the ground, the now headless body turns and attacks Rudy. It grabs him by the neck and starts to choke him while the Sith's head watches from the ground smiling like, yes, yes. And uh, it's so rare to see a zombie movie where the head's been removed from the body and the body still is yeah. animated. Yeah. I only think of Reanimator. Um, uh, the Peter Jackson one, Dead Alive or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, that one, those yeah. Those zombies were like indestructible. Um so Alicia, who has been stabbed in the fucking heart, gets up, 
walks over to the zombie head and just stomps it. Just mud stomps that thing. And, dude, she cracks his fucking it, skull apart it like it's a goddamn like, watermelon. At a Gallagher concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. Watermelon at Gallagher show. Yes, yes. Um, and while saying the lines, game over, fucker. Because it's based on a video game. Waka waka. I told you guys, great writing. Great writing. <laughs> and then she falls back to the ground dead again. Rudy gets up. He kneels over her. Sad music plays as he rubs her head and like rubs his hands through her hair. Cut to a helicopter with the initials AMS on the side of it landing on the island. Two men in black get out along with like a SWAT-like team. Rudy and Alicia, who is somehow still alive and awake and walking out after being stabbed in the fucking heart by a sword. This is my favorite part because he's obviously holding up a chick who is stabbed through the chest yep. out the back. You yep. know, like, it's a medical miracle she's still alive. Oh, yeah. Let alone, like, able to kind but, of stand. But he, he can stabilize her because we don't know he's pre-med. Oh, the urgency of the group <laughs> is just like, what's wrong with her? Yep. <laughs> what's going on, guys? No one's like, hey, this bitch is on death's door. Yeah. Let's help her out. They're just like, so, uh, so what's going on, guys? Yeah, before, my favorite thing about this, though, it, it's weird. I, I found it funny. So uh, the white guy, the white man in black is talking to his compie saying, G and I are proceeding inside. Advise of any contact of reanimated homo sapiens. I know. <laughs> First of all, that's an odd thing to say. Second of all, is it kind of racist to call the black guy G? Like, what? Like, why do you just call him dog, T-Dog and I, or dog? Like, G and I. G and I. And I also think it's funny that they're only worried about reanimated homo sapiens. If there's any. Like, if they found a reanimated bear or a squirrel, they'd just be like, eh. Let it go. Don't worry about them. Re-animated, Just the Homo sapiens. Reanimated Neanderthals. Yeah, don't worry no, about don't it. Don't worry about that. Reanimated Homo superiors. Nope. Don't worry about it. Nope. Magneto's reanimated. Don't worry nope. about them. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Just the Homo sapiens. But anyway, they approach Rudy and Alicia. This were like, "Who are you?" Who are you? And Rudy's like, "Well, who are you?" And the white man in black says that they're here to rescue them. Rudy just says, "Thanks," and walks past them with Alicia. Again, the white man in the black asks Rudy what his name is, and this time Rudy says, Rudolph Kurian. He says it like that's supposed to mean something to the average viewer, which it doesn't. And we'll get to that later, but we fade to black. We hear Rudy's voice and voiceover saying, I feel guilty because of what happened. Fade in on the camera, zooming over the ocean. More voiceover saying, it was a nightmare. So many dead, so many victims, and people that were my friends. And now we go home, me and Alicia, or whatever she is now, whatever I've created. God, ain't love a bitch. Is this the end or only the beginning? And with that, the camera aims up a bit and we see a large city on the coast fade to black, roll the crest, and that goddamn fucking awful Butt rock, rock, rock ba-ba, rap ba-ba, song ba-ba, again. Ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. Holy shit, that's House of the Dead. What is it? What ending? What? Uh, huh? I don't get this, but um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so before we move on to our normal uh, uh, favorite kills and Ozzy, uh, so here's here's some things to know about the video game to tie it into this movie. Yeah, because uh, so I did want to talk, talk about, about the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad so we're kind of doing that the now. Actual arcade, in the actual arcade game, Kurian is the bad guy 
only his name is Roy Curian, not Rudy or Rudolph. And he's a renowned biochemist and geneticist, which that is not talked about or mentioned at all in this movie other than pre-med. pre-med. Um, so also, the AMS that we saw in the helicopter is some agency in the game as well. I think it's like they're the House of Dead equipped to like Resident Evil stars or like whatever Chris and Jill joined after stars fell apart. I think I also remember called. like the Asians had just like a one initial, like Agent G, Agent H or something well, like that. The, uh, the men in black that we see getting out of the chopper are actually Agent Rogan and his partner, G. The two of them are the two main playable characters in the arcade game. So they're the Chris and Jill of that series. Gotcha. And, but they're not. The one guy's name is Agent Rogan. The other is just G. However, in the game, they're both white dudes. Yeah. And then in the movie, they made, one, they made G black, which, which makes fine. it even more racist. <laughs> just make him Rogan. It doesn't matter. I don't care. But anyway... So uh, the injured woman that they that we see in the opening of the movie, in the credits, in the uh, in the video game footage, is Sophie Richards. That's Agent Rogan's fiance, who he goes to rescue from Curian's mansion. Um, that's that's the Wait, that's who, how they who's, get it. Who's that? The girl in the in the video game footage yeah. in the opening credits. Her name is Sophie Richards, and that's Agent Rogan's fiance, who somehow got kidnapped by. Curian, yeah, and that's why she goes. Yeah. The agents go there yeah. to rescue yeah. her. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, now I haven't found any reference to Alicia in any of the video games. So she, as far as I know, she's probably just a made-up character for this movie. What about conquistador assholes? Conquistador assholes? No, nothing like that. Okay. Um, and so if Curian then is supposed to be the big bad of the franchise, I think they. I guess I think they did a really shitty job explaining because they, there's no indication of how he becomes the bad guy. Or, or yeah, because like he's it, the good guy in this. He's the save. He's the one who tries to save Alicia. The only hint is at the end. Is like I guess somehow he fi- he figured out how to reanimate, his, how to use it to reanimate, and did it on Alicia to save her. And he piggybacked off the fucking conquistador yeah, he guy. He didn't do anything. And then so he saves his girlfriend. But then somehow it makes a leap from that to like evil genius mastermind with an army of zombies. Like there's no connection that that leads him to be the big bad guy of this game franchise. Oh, by the way, this movie is a, a prequel to the game. Uh, duh, should have said that. I hate it. Um, I hate it so much. So when uh, fucking movies and games and shit. I I don't like. I don't like. Don't like prequels. Yeah. Just start where. Give me the cut. And also, story. how does how like with Marvel? I hate when they do that. How does he save Alicia? Because we don't see any written evidence or knowledge of how the Sith Lord, Mister Clean guy, uh, 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 did anything. There's no records. All we saw is that one slide in a microscope, it's and I, it doesn't explain a goddamn thing or connect any dots so, as how any of this happened yeah, at all. It doesn't. There's it doesn't nothing. Ex- there's no explanation whatsoever. Apparently, if you put this magic blood on something, it reanimates a corpse. But they're in t- they're they're fucking and. Their instinct is just to kill. So if you reanimated Alicia to save her, wouldn't she have attacked G or Rogan or Rudolph or any of them? Yeah. Like, because all the other ones do that. I, I, God damn it. But the game, but the game, how much did you play the game? I mean, I mean, back in the day, uh, I I do remember. I remember playing at the arcade a few times. Yeah. Uh, a few times. I remember liking it. I remember it was pretty cool. Yeah, because it was one of the first, like, you know, really first cool zombie games that was really out there. Yeah, it was, it was, I remember, like, I loved Area 51. Yeah, that was kind of like the, the other big one. Area yeah. 51. Area 51 and House of the Dead and Time Crisis. Yeah. 
And, and time uh, tracks was cool because you could have that shield. You could push down the button and like push down the foot plate, and the shield would come up. That was fucking tits. I um, but House of the Dead was House one of, of my was, favorites. It was a good game like for its time. Uh, and you know, after I knew we were doing this movie, our, our you know our friend Eric Cincinnati Jeff, uh, he he has it now. So he might, I went over to his house and I played the game for do some research to try to you know be prepared for this. And, and it's, it's a fun game. It's fine. I mean, it is for a game that came out like 1996 or 97 or something like that for an arcade game. Um, there's really the fact that they made a whole movie on this is kind of surprising because it's just a rail shooter. There's like the game itself has like no plot because it, it doesn't show need this one. mansion and shoot it, things. It doesn't need one, and that's something that was also kind of frustrating about this fucking movie was in the video game they they they're walking into a goddamn palace. Yeah, it's a like there's giant court, estate. courtyards and several buildings and all kinds of stuff. And here, it's a dirty island with a shitty shack of a chapel. Yeah. Their graveyard is just like 12 headstones max. And they just they keep going back to this as the place where this mastermind is laying his plan. Also, I do where, remember the, uh, the location. Like, I believe Curian's estate or mansion in the game is over in, like, Italy. Or somewhere like in the Mediterranean Sea area, Monaco. Maybe, maybe Spain. Maybe Spain, yeah. <laughs> it's over in Europe somewhere, yeah. not Seattle. <laughs> not on the coast of Seattle. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's so much more impressive. In, yeah. In, and I get it. I get it. It's a movie. You got to do, you got to take liberties here and there. But like, boy, did you guys downsize. You went from like a fucking estate in Europe like where it has several like has catacombs and all kinds of different levels and things the, to go as through as shitty as it was at least the Resident Evil movie had the mansion at the beginning and then the labs underneath I mean that's a shitty movie but at least that was a little more true to don't the, get me fucking started on that shit I don't want to I, I don't want to go that movie breaks, breaks my heart it makes me cry fucking Michelle Rodriguez god damn it Fuck yeah. anyway uh, let's move on let's get back on track let's go to our favorite kill don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly have no clue. I have mine. I have one. I have mine in head. Because I, I can't... Do we Do we include zombies? I doubt it. But because really the zombies died... Some of the zombies died in some spectacular fashion. <laughs> uh, My, if, right. we, if we're just... if You know what? I will enjoy it if you went first. All right, I'll go friend. first. My favorite kill... They all sucked, but my favorite one, the only one that was any actual had an actual death scene really, was the throwaway character of Matt, who gets a zombie hand punched through his chest. That's it. That is pretty. Everything good. else just gets sw- basically every other death scene is just somebody getting piled on like the old. Uh, I hate to say it, but this would really date eighties game. If you grew up in the eighties, you know, but the old smear the queer game, <laughs> <laughs> just pile on top of somebody, and that's their death scene. <laughs> smear the queer. Oh, we used to play that in the schoolyard. Schoolyard recess. Smear oh the queer. my god! You just kick a football high in the air, and whoever caught it, you just run because <laughs> you're gonna get tackled. Yeah. Oh my god, that game was so much fun. Um, so homophobic. Yep. Now we're thinking about it. Yeah, but I mean, that's basically... So, yeah, Matt, because he's the only one who actually gets dead. And a zombie hand comes punching through his chest. So, yeah. that's it. That's a good one. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with my favorite death being um, uh, the camera guy. The guy with the, you know, the hand cam getting killed by... Was it Charlotte? Cynthia. Or Cynthia. The eye candy chick. When she broke his, broke his neck because... 
guess what? We got rid of that fucking handicam guy right away. Yeah. And I was fucking thrilled. I was like, oh, oh, I'm glad he's gone. And then I realized he, like, when the, the next death after that was a 360 spin. With the, I'm like, he didn't get a 360 nope. spin. They he did. wasn't worthy. Greg and Liberty. Were he the was the first. Guys. He was, he just, they, they formed their official group. And he was the first one to die in the official group. They're like, nah. He's not that cool. Nope. We're not going to give him a red death redemption spin move. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's move on now. Brings us the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. I'm getting tipsy. All right. Ratings. IMDb gives it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, a 3% on the old thermometer. Ouch. With a 10% audience score. And Amazon... 4.2 out of 5. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you, Amazon. <laughs> God damn it. What's wrong with you people? Bunch of goddamn trolls. Uh, plot keywords. There are 206. 206 plot keywords for this shit fest. Um, started off with a Z movie, which I guess is supposed to be a zombie. worse version of a mm. B movie or a zombie. I, but you don't want to guess. Uh Excuse me. Trash movie is another plot keyword. Ouch. Ouch. Um, then we have panties, white panties, thong panties, and girl in panties. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All of them. All of them were in there. Uh, and then we got psychotronic film. This is not psychotronic. I don't even know what it means, but it's in there. This is this is Hollywood bullshit. Psychotronic yeah. should be something a little more. Indie, I guess. Uh, then we have Euro Trash is another plot keyword for this movie. And then lastly, it just says, see you in hell. <laughs> What's a plot <laughs> keyword for this movie? <laughs> All right, moving on to trivia. There's a few things I got here. Um, apparently, the reviews were so bad for this movie that the Danish cinemas refused to buy it. Um, this is the last film to use the turntable technique for the 360 shots. The risk of actors being hurt or killed by the fast moving camera was too high to keep using it. Wow. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. This camera technique could cause injury and or death? Apparently, the camera moves so fast and takes so many pictures that when it does that, like if you guess if you move. And they did it for each actor and actress? Multiple times. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Uh, Jonathan Cherry, who played uh, Cur Rudy Curian, burned 30% of his hand on the second day of shooting. The scene on the bridge where he hurts his hand on the nail was shot Larry to explain the bandages he had to wear to cover up his That's burns. fucking hilarious. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry that you... I'm really sorry that you lost 30% of the skin on your right hand <laughs> because of this fucking movie. Yeah. For but this movie. For this, this is what movie. you get hurt doing? But... but Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I already said this movie is a prequel to the video game. Uh, 32 video clips from the original game appear in several parts of this movie. Yeah, no shit. 26 appeared during the 10-minute battle in front of the house. Oh. 26 shots of the arcade footage are used in that scene. Uh, the remaining six are used in transitions, uh, various transitions prior to the battle scene. Uh, this was Yule Bull's first American movie. Uh, a director's cut of sorts, quote unquote, is included in the film's DVD release, but it does not actually restore any excised footage. Instead, a joke segment is introduced before the movie plays, where Yule Bull plays himself, is kidnapped and strapped to a chair, and his kidnappers force him to watch this film as a form of torture. Um, Salish. 
what does that say? Yeah. What does that say about <laughs> you? Like, are you are you proud of this? Are you trying to like just enjoy the bandwagon of it being real bad? Yeah. Like, like. That's 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 a weird thing to do. Uh, like, Salish Salish is the Clint Howard's character is also the name of a Native American tribe local to the Pacific Northwest. And and he's a Gordon Fisherman. As yes, well. the Gordon Fisherman. Um, and there are four main House of the Dead games in the series, with the first arcade game being released on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety six, in Japan and worldwide on March fourth, nineteen ninety seven. So that's really all the trivia I got for this. That brings us to to this week's budget game. We get to play the budget game. I'm not they excited. Spent how much? The budget game. I'm not that excited about it. <laughs> I'm just like I'm only. I think I'm gonna be really disappointed. All right. Like, well, I, like I think I'm gonna guess a guess, and it's just gonna be like astronomically high. <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron, what's your guess for uh, the budget of this movie? I feel like this. The, the ca- all the fucking people, all the fucking camera techniques, all the fucking like. Granted, there was a lot of special effects. A lot of special effects. <sighs> but it was so bad. <laughs> 15 million. 15 million. And it, it, I know I'm going to suck it up on this one. Um, I am actually going to give you the win for what? this one. Hot dog! That was close. You were so close. The budget, $12 million. $12 million. Wow. So, we're going to go, you want double or nothing here? Because you want to guess what the opening weekend was for this movie. I imagine it was pretty high because, I mean, House of the Dead was, you know, it's right around the same time, um, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I would say that made its money back. Maybe not opening weekend, but overall. So I'd say um, eight million dollars opening weekend. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. I don't. No, fuck it. <laughs> boom, 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 boom! I'll give it to you. You're you're over. But I'm being really lenient with this. The opening weekend was five million five hundred thousand. Wow! All right, so I'm giving you two for two. We got two more numbers here if you want to guess. We Holy got, shit! We got the gross in the you in the, how much it made in America and how much it made worldwide. So we'll do with America first, and then we'll do worldwide. Okay, America. I would say it made its money back, and I'm gonna go with my original fifteen million, fifteen million American. And I'm gonna go fifty million worldwide. Alright. Um I'm, I'm We'll just just you know Alright, alright, all right, I'm not I, I you're, These, you're, these you're, are we're we're in uncharted waters here, yeah, Marshall. We are in so you don't waters. you don't have to give it to him or take it away. Just tell me what all it right. is. Gross in America, ten million two hundred forty nine thousand seven hundred nineteen. Ah, that's close. That's pretty close. Pretty close. But Here's where you big failed. Okay. Worldwide gross, you guessed fifty million. Worldwide, thirteen million eight hundred eighteen thousand one hundred and eighty-one. Ooh, 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 that little dick just dropped when it yeah. went outside the United States. Yep. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought China or Japan because you know it's a Japan video game. loves crazy shit. Well, the video game thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought. 
thought people would go. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you know uh, those motherfuckers in Brazil and India are just bootlegging shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that brings us to uh, this week's Mortal Kombat Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Comet Combat? All right. Um, I hope you guys like the Mortal Kombat combat thing. If, if not, I can go back to five-star reviews, but I think it's fun. Um, if you don't like it, let me know. And maybe yeah, we'll... you're very proud of this, the uh, the little sound clip there. I like it. You're, it's fun. You're, you're very... But, it, but, but, but pretty much, it, I needed something more than five stars because we really don't do just five stars. I mean, we've, we've been doing five and one star, so I think I need something more than that. But um, but I, I, I enjoy it. Okay. It's fun because it's like every time I hear it, I'm like, you know, you, you, you bring in like... <laughs> Sorry, Optimus Prime, and then you bring in fucking Mortal Kombat, and then you bring in Bloodsport, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, this is my childhood. This is yeah. great. <laughs> um, so there are 505 total reviews on Amazon. 61 percent are five stars. What the fuck? And only five percent are one star reviews on Amazon. Wow. What are people smoking? So. Let's try to get through this as quickly as possible. MG writes, This is not the best acting or biggest budget, but what you get is classic gamer zombie movie. Lots of zombies and lots of boobs, which I enjoy both. It's better than half the shit out now. Five stars. But no zombie boobs. No zombie boobs. Uh, Felicia Muscali writes, Like this horror story. Five stars. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Mark J. Howe, Certainly not for kids, but even a 16-year-old could probably handle it due to the obvious video game sequences. Not as good as Rob, a Rob Zombie film. Ah! But, <laughs> that's right in there for you. But certainly worth watching. One of the best gunfight slaughter fests I've ever seen. And I don't just mean zombies killing humans. Killer soundtrack. Some seriously sexy girls. Look for the Asian girl in the American flag alpha named Liberty. Wow. I really <laughs> like the set and location in the woods on an island. This is a this is not a movie you watch to be intellectual. You watch it for the obvious guilty pleasure that is. The action reminds me a lot of The Walking Dead on AMC. Fuck Ooh. you, Mark J. House. That everything about that is wrong. <laughs> anyway, Metal Guru writes, "What's not to like? Not a damn thing." Five stars. Aspiring Broken Lizard member writes, "I love this movie." I know it ain't going to win an award for anything except maybe the goriest movie to get an R rating in the past 10 years. Fuck you. It's barely gory at all. I thought that Freddy vs. Jason was the gore fest, was the goriest film in a long time, but this just put it to shame. It's a horror movie, people. Horror movies are about the body count. If you want something scary, go see a thriller like Gothica. If you're a wimp, go see The Ring. (laughs) Five stars. An inspiring broken lizard member. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Last five star from Janie Sears. This movie isn't isn't just stupid characters, bad acting, huge naked breasts. 
It's a message. The movie is a G's attempt at America's foreign policy towards the Middle East, or the Middle's East. You see, the yuppie rich jerks are America. The zombies are the oppressed Muslims. They are oppressed by the house, which is the Islamic leaders rule over the zombies, i.e. oppressed Muslims. Well, our battle on freeing the dead is to kill the house. Then you have breasts all over the movie in random spots, convenient flashes and always keeping you on your edge, dot, dot, dot. That's it in a nutshell. Those clever, socially amazing thinkers who wrote this film deserve an award. Five stars. Best review ever. <laughs> Best. That was fucking brilliant. God damn it. And I, I, I do find it funny that you did compare the cellar or the mine shaft zombies who came out with limestone moss all over them. You did compare them to Greg Nicotero-esque walking dead zombies. So yeah. bite your tongue, Mark. <laughs> Uh, no, the action, though, does not remind me. He says the action. No. Anyway, one star reviews from John Kalecki. These, I'll try to skim through this one as best I can. First things first, this is not a zombie movie. If you want to watch a zombie movie, there are plenty of better movies out there. Evil Dead, Dead by Dead of the Day, heck, Shaun the Dead. This is a giant craptacular commercial for a Sega game of the same name, House of the Dead. Since Hollywood refuses to kill all its current writers and hire new ones, we are treated to remakes of old classics... Sequels that should never be made. I'm still waiting for a Titanic 2. Don't disappoint me, Hollywood. And video games that he made into movies. Sigh. The Canadian bunch that made this mess and dragged poor Jurgen Pronchow and even Clint Howard in this should be dragged in the street and flogged. First, as the movie goes, from scene to scene, we are treated to video game clips of actual Sega game as well as tons of Sega place ads. If this mess costs $7 million to make, Sega put up, put up six of it, I'm sure. If a character dies, the movie treated pseudo Matrix 360 spin, cheesy red tint, white, blah, blah, blah. When Mortal Kombat came out as a movie, I actually saw it in the theater. It wasn't the best, but at least they didn't have a giant finish him graphics or cut scenes from the game interspread throughout the movie. I get it. It's a game. Now it's a movie. Now you're smooshing both together. Let's continue down the list. Action, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know what? Uh, she talks. He talks about Honor Grower's tits. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's sum up the good. Honor Grower's cans. And it's less than two hours long. The bad, underdeveloped plot, poor dialogue, clunky execution, sound quality, Sega ad, Sega scene changes, what an acting. I'm voluntarily giving this one star, which is actually a compliment. I have been forced to give it far worse. I have been forced to give it far worse movies the same. Amazon won't let me give zero or negative stars. But moving on. Brian writes, before he sent Christian Slater's Hollywood uh, future spiraling into oblivion with Alone in the Dark, Yule Bull somehow managed to trick Jorgen Pronchow into committing the same career suicide with this pathetic and altogether shameful waste of a film. One star. Aaron R. Healy writes, I think they should implement a new rating system on Amazon for movies. In this system, it would implement two scores. One score, viewing while sober, and the other, viewing while drunk. Well, now the one star rating I gave this movie, as you see above, is obviously not the drunk rating. What you get here is one of the most nonsensical, shoddy, sloppy, ridiculous movies of all time. Yobo sucks at directing. I don't care how mad he gets or how many people he challenges to a boxing match. No, so he weeds out the challenge, so he only faces unexperienced fighters. I can't stand these quick, cut, fast movies. Moving, hey, we're, we are in a music video-like sequence that Hollywood is putting in movies nowadays. And this movie is chock full of those. Not to mention horrid acting, horrible dog, and the storyline just plain sucks. Now, if you watch this movie drunk, I do not condone the abuse of alcohol in any way. Unfortunately, I think watching this movie sober might actually be more dangerous to your health than alcohol. <sighs> then I shall give this movie five stars. Seriously, gather a bunch of your friends, grab a six-pack of beer or whatever you drink, and watch away. Seriously, I believe this movie would be the greatest episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 ever. Absolutely wild and zany fun is to be had of this. P.S. 
This trick only works with this movie. All other Yule Bowl movies have been made to suck in all ways, drunk or sober, alone in the dark, crying face. One star. Uh, and I'm going to cut this last Wait, one. Did, did he mention something about Yule Borg fighting people? Oh, you didn't know about that? Yeah. You, people were complaining about his movies being bad, so bad, for it just worse, and he should never make a movie. He started, like, he opened, like, he made, put an open challenge out to critics. Like, you don't like my movies? You don't think you're better than me? Come fight me. He would, he would challenge into boxing matches because of people insulting his That's directing. awesome. Yeah, he legit That's challenged awesome. many people challenged but, the boxing but, matches. But apparently he is uh, picking weak, he, he picked out, like, I guess, unexperienced like wieners. The PMA, anybody had, like, any boxing experience, like, no, no, no. Or someone who knew how to, like, move. Yeah, so, yeah. supposedly. Um, from Alexia, or Axial, I think, there's a 10-minute music video shot in the middle of the movie with these inspired freeze frames and 360 degrees pans around the characters, it has to be one of the most jaw-dropping worst things I've ever seen in a movie. Seriously, when I saw that, my jaw dropped. No one warned me, so I was not prepared. House of Dead may as well be called the Incredible Jumping Zombies. If you like movies where zombies make soaring, incredible leaps like they have jetpacks attached to them, you're in so much luck. Some of this stuff is so outrageous, figure it has to be intentional. For example, when one character is killed, the main character gets sad and has flashbacks of what he's gone through, except the flashbacks include scene he wasn't even present at. What the hell is that? Terrible. And the dialogue, seriously, check this out. Hey, why did you want to become immortal? Why? To live forever. Huh, you don't say. Blah, blah, blah. He does some more extensions. Um, personally, I think the first half of the movie is boring. The second half, uh, starting with the shootout, is more outrageously bad. But in any event, everyone should see this movie. If not for last, then at least appreciate the work that goes into a good movie. One star. All right. That was a lot to get through. I'm sorry, guys, but geez, this movie just, I, it was, I, it, it deserved it. Uh, that's just, let's wrap this up. We are super long on this episode. Uh, but like I said, this movie was, it We're had, it far had to be too, far too long. Far, far too long. long. So let's wrap this up. Um, what, what's your final take? So bad, it's good. What? Yes. What? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done. Sorry, sorry, pal. No. <laughs> so bad it's good because I think people need to see this movie. People need to see in ridic- like the ridiculousness of this movie. I had fun watching it. I'm not going to lie. Because I knew, I knew going into it that this is re- like referred to as one of the top ten ever worst movies ever made. And this is by like all critics. So I'm like, this is like the holy grail of shitty horror movies, or or one of them. You know, it, it, this is a, this is this yeah. Is a, it probably goes up to like Troll Two. This is a big one. So when I watch, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the whole time, I'm kind of loving it because I, I went in with horribly low expectations, and I was treated to those horribly low expectations, but with rap rock and gu- like. Automatic gunfire from pistols and like explosions and just so much ridiculousness the whole time. Just like, yes, yes, yes. So bad it's good. Fucking a man. I can't. I'm stunned. Just stunned. you gotta watch it. You've got to watch this movie. Um, you've almost sold me to change my mind. You almost did, but I'm still gonna say so bad. It's scary. This movie is atrocious. Nothing makes sense. The writing is awful. And like you said, it's probably was like it's like it's got like 13-year-old written all over it. Um I a part of me you did almost say so part of me just that you, you almost watch want to watch just to see how crazy awful it really is. 
So it's like a spectacle, but I don't think it's so bad it's good. It's still so bad it's scary, but almost worth watching just to see how bad it really yeah, is. Yeah, and that's why I'm and, saying and so then, bad it's good, yeah. And that 10-minute music video action sequence is over the moon. Like, it's almost worth watching just for that, just to see how crazy and ridiculous over the top it is. Yes, yes. Like, but, all the cliches you see in action movies are just put on a... Sp- like expendables, just, just, just like a buffet of ridiculous action matrix bullshit. all in there. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Like if you could find it free, then I'll say, yeah, watch it. But like uh, it's right now you have to pay for it. And I would not recommend paying money for this movie. I would this, not. This, this is what I will say about it. It would suck to watch it by yourself because that's what I did. That's what I did. Too. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I was thinking to myself, Oh man, I just want to yell and scream at the screen right now. And if I had three or four of my good buddies over, you know, we're all having some beers. We we know we're watching a shitty movie. We can all just like rag on it, laugh on it, have a good time. Like it's a good time movie for buds who like that doing that kind of stuff. Well, you know, that, and, again, and, in that perspective, yeah, I could see that. Um, but that's not always the case. So in that situation, yeah. So. I guess it's kind of split. It's a two-side coin. It just depends on the right situation. You're going to watch it if you choose to watch it and how much you choose to spend to to watch it because that's... um, But I guess we're going to split. I guess it it can go either way this week with us. So bad is good. I'm saying so bad is scary. But it does is... It could warrant at least one watching just to see its ridiculousness. So there we go. All right. We're going to wrap it because we are really long, guys. If you stuck with us this long, thank you so much. We're sorry it went so long. But we had a lot of fun with this one. It had to be talked about. Um, so we'll be back uh, for our St. Patty's Day episode coming up. So thank you so much for listening. If you like us, support the show uh, on our Patreon. We'd really appreciate uh, And like I said, stay tuned for our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness coming up. And thank you for listening, guys. In the meantime, remember to watch more horror movies. And always keep it tight.